Hello and welcome to the Saladcast on Sunday the 19th of December 2010. I'm your host Dan Train. Joining me today, Robert Kemp. I totally should have jumped in with or die. And Zachary Burgess. That would have been a really poor joke. <laughs> I don't well, it's not really a joke die. anyway, but skate or die. <laughs> oh, skate or die. Yeah, let's see. What kind of fish is skate anyway? It's like, um, it's like Tony Hawk's with gills. <laughs> Tony Hawk, pro skate fishing. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Uh, yeah, so welcome to our. Could, could they, um, actually, on, on that subject, on that subject, do you think they could make an extreme fishing game? Well, they try and make it as extreme try. as possible, don't they? I presume like the Bass, Bass Hunter or whatever, the Sega ones, they're not like super in depth. They're arcadey, as it were. Because fish are uh, super frequent. Yeah, well, I can't remember what it says when you get like, get like a bass on the line, but it's something ridiculous, like suddenly like fish or on. Or... You're, you're thinking of you're thinking of Twilight Princess, right? It's fish on. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> Man, I love fishing in Zelda. That's the only fishing game I know of, like the one in Ocarina, trying to get the Hillian Loach, which I don't think I ever managed to get. You have to cheat to get that, don't you? You have to use the. You have to find lure. the illegal lure. In... It's not really cheating. <laughs> Where is the illegal lure? It's hidden in the, you know, around oh, the edge the of the pond or something, isn't it? Oh, is I it? Think, if I remember correctly. But even with that, it's still really difficult. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, because you can see it without being able to catch it, can't you? Because it's huge. Yeah. Is that right? The actual hideous loach itself. I got some pretty big ones, but I never got that thing. These days, there'd be an achievement attached to it. That'd be pretty good if... Ocarina if the, time had well, or if Ninto in general embraced the achievement thing. Yeah, well, they they ought to because like nobody really bothered with the skull teller things. If that had an achievement attached to it, that was like a hundred G, I want to go crazy to get the hundred skull tellers. Is that what they're was that from? Oh, sculptures well. or that oh, was it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah sculptula. That makes more sense. More like tarantula because they're like spiders, aren't they? Yeah. But so you got the rewards from that weird house of sculptula in um, Karako Village, don't you? The, I can't take that uh, name seriously. There's something about sculptula that just sort of like B-movie rip-off. Sculptula, yeah. Well, Octorox and things are quite strange. Sculptula. Hey, yeah, Octorox is a fairly okay name. Yeah, Better than Like-Like. Well, Like-Likes are the best, though. They're really scary as well. Cause, not because they're going to they're going to kill you, but because they steal your they eat your equipment and you can never get it back, can you? Depends on they're... the game. Well, which game? Which game? Is sometimes it you just kill them and the shield pops back out. <laughs> it's just like okay, pick it up again. Yeah, that's not quite so scary, is it? Hmm. Anyway, so uh, yes, getting close to Christmas. Uh, we're thinking about we're still thinking about uh, categories for our game of the year, but that will come next time, I think. 
Is that right? That'll actually happen. Yeah, yeah. I think the plan is as we do it as the uh, last possible episode of the year. Therefore, there's absolutely no question that it is the game of 2010 because there are no more games. <laughs> the Happy Salad Game of 2010. Yeah, so we'll it's the most uh, coveted titles since the uh, since the Channel Four isn't E4's Idiots Awards. Not come across those. What are they? Um, they're literally exactly what it says on the tin. It's one of those terrible sort of. Uh, uh, let's try and make uh, internet fads fashionable by having a, a fake award show, and we'll host it by Russell Kane and and uh, pad it out with terrible links and extreme lingering sort of ident screens. Oh, it's like he comes up with a big screen that says like <laughs> like the 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 fashion idiot of the year or something, and then hangs there for a, for a, a good ten seconds, <laughs> and then moves on. It's like. Yeah, all right then. Get on with it. I just want to see what see the funny videos. It's always a disaster when the TV mainstream TV tries to leverage free meme content from the internet because memes don't work on TV. Well, the bit that gets well, yeah, meme memes on TV is one thing, but just general sort of you know clip shows on TV anyway. Where did the whole idea of the the uh, you need a uh, presenter? for one of these things really came from. Maybe someone talking over on the occasion to explain the video, but why do you need like a cutaway to some dude in a studio going, ha, huh, this next video is great, check it out, or whatever, and they're making terrible jokes, because they're always the worst bit of the show. Because that was from the time when it was all like actual tapes, and they had studio audiences come and watch this. <laughs> well, I guess like, back in the day of It'll Be Alright on the Night, where... Shit. Oh yeah, where someone oh, oh, it'll be alright on the night where someone actually had to play the VTs or something out to a live show. But you know, uh, it's yeah. Why does it still need to exist? Even you've been framed have got it right now, and that they don't actually have a you know those links per se. They're very quick. Do they not have and a set just, anymore? No, it's all just um, oh. a very quick ident video with Harry Hill sort of introducing the next section, but incredibly briefly, uh, and then they it's just Harry get to Hill the videos. Yeah, <laughs> the you worst thing I saw the I saw like the other week when that was on. Well, sort of before it was basically the worst ridiculous bit of scheduling ever. Where before you've been framed, there was basically another clip show that was exactly like you've been framed, apart from <laughs> you've been presenter. Then there was you've been framed with Harry Hill, and then after that, Harry Hill's TV birth. It's like <laughs> why haven't you yeah. just shown the same show three times in a row? Basically, <laughs> those oh, last two are a bit. Different, slightly. yeah. They always, yeah. They, they always do those last two in that order, but, uh, but it's like about the show same presenter it. guy. Well, yeah, but like, TV Burp is awesome. You seem to have run really badly out of ideas. <laughs> in they fact, still you, give you, out the same. It's like you've been framed was sort of the mash between those two, where it's just like it's shifted subtly from one to the other by changing more the presenter. It's <laughs> more than that, Dan. You get like 250 quid per. Entry or something that makes it onto the show, yeah. And you can send like shitty iPhone videos or whatever, which are like terrible, terrible quality. So if you have some hilarious clip, don't put it on YouTube, right? Yeah, because you won't make any money. It's like send it to you've been framed first, see if they show it, and if they don't, then put it on YouTube. Then put it on YouTube and then get 50 million views or whatever. Top tips for the recession. Don't YouTube it. Stage some ridiculous accident that would never actually happen where but someone falls on their like, ass. And then I mean, some of them are completely staged, is the thing. They're so obvious yeah, when they are as well. And it's like, oh, but we'll still put it on. Like, bless them for trying. It's like, no, kill them for trying. <laughs> they should have actually died at this do not try it at home stunt. It's like all these, all those stupid programs where they're just like, 
we were going to make a program out of showing clips from YouTube on TV. It's like, there should be royalties for that shit. <laughs> it's like, if you're going to take my video from YouTube and put it on TV without my permission, give me money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But those shows are always terrible, disproportionately to. compared to just watching the videos themselves. For some reason, it like lowers the enjoyment of the actual videos. Well, it videos. doesn't help just... that inevitably by the time they make it onto a TV show, it's like, that's really old for the internet. It's like, oh, that's yeah, been yeah. around for months! Yeah. <laughs> a million years old and everyone has seen it. Man, that that was literally the worst when that one made it through, and it was like, well, that's that was literally that years old. <laughs> yeah, that was like the, um, that RudeTube did, did one of their seasons had, like, because they usually count them down as in the most viewed during the last season or something, and Keyboard Cat was up there because it was like the first one they did or something. Because oh, uh, there'd been a, so like a mini Keyboard Cat revival on the internet beforehand. <laughs> yeah. It was like, Keyboard oh, Cat Revival. Well done, TV program. You made yourself look really out of date. <laughs> no, but that's the, the thing. Maybe they put it on TV to appeal to people that don't wouldn't have seen them on the internet. Yes, but then they Wait. shouldn't do a countdown of like most viewed. Then they should actually, you know, just get the good ones. The TV people should focus on making TV so good that it becomes a viral YouTube video. Like today, there, there, <laughs> yeah. was, a, there was a new Lonely Island video today. I mean, that's how you do it, right? You know, uh, like, uh, dick, you know, the dick in the box or whatever. Uh, oh, right, yeah. The new one is a song, and it's called I Just Had Sex, and it's got Akon. I just had sex, <laughs> <laughs> like that. I don't think, but the problem is, is is that if Akon did it, I'm not entirely sure I'd find that funny, because I'd think it would be Akon singing one of his normal songs. Yeah, it's quite similar to his normal songs, but then it has the, the comedy dice rapping as well. You know, it's just like I'm on a boat, which had T Pain. I'm right? on a boat. Uh. Yeah, but this one's got Akon. Anyway. But yeah, I, I, as I say, there's some, some, yeah, something about Akon where I, I can't take anything he says as, as comedy, especially after releasing Smack That. <laughs> it's like that. All on um... the floor, Smack That till you get sore. <laughs> it's just. How did that ever make the Radio 1 playlist it's through like the middle that, of the day? Uh, Chris Rock, um, his latest uh, you know, show, he's talking about rap and uh, how it used to be used to be easy to defend rap because it was easy to explain why like, Grandmaster Flash was art or whatever. But now it's all... Uh, um, it, now it's all, you know, really bass and... I don't know. Blah, I can't blah. remember what... Yeah, well, yeah. Ba- I mean, basically. I mean, Dirty bit. Like, like, I don't know. Anyway, speaking of like, cult, like things. Basically. Oh, that, I, 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 move bitch. That's what that was his example. Move bitch, get out the way. How do you add oh, yeah. that as art? <laughs> oh. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's not music as art anymore, is it? When you can do yeah. that. It's yeah. like, have you have you heard? I don't know if this is related or not. Really, I'm in two minds. But have you heard the uh, the the single from the Black Eyed Peas? Um, the the remix of I've had the time of my life. Luckily not. I'm sure that'll be everywhere before long. It's 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 really weird because it's half a remix of that, half an electro beat song. <laughs> just like okay. the best bit is where it sort of like builds up to something and then just goes dirty bit, and then weird beats come in. Black Eyed Peas are really strange because they seem to oscillate between stuff I can't stand and stuff that I think is actually quite good pop. 
Yeah, tell me about it. Boom Boom Pal. Excellent. Look, but boom, boom, pal, most of really this, we already said this in another podcast. Oh, Moving, on. Okay. Up. Moving on to <laughs> computer games, anyway. That's ten minutes of nothing. Oh. <laughs> uh, why, do you want to talk about the Black Eyed Peas? <laughs> I don't know. I was enjoying this side. <laughs> I'm <was> desperate. <laughs> oh, yeah, Black Eyed Peas. They're my life. They're, they won't make me tick. For good and for bad. No, but Boom Boom Pal is a great song, and then you've got... It is um, excellent. And then, H- like, my hopes or whatever is absolutely dreadful. And absolutely oh, but dire. weirdly, I quite you like just that. Just started up this conversation again. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Bye, Zachary. Like, I think I think Zach is allergic to my humps. I don't. Think oh, but that's right. another story. <laughs> oh man. And in the game. My humps, my humps, my humps. My lovely lady loves. Do you have an album of the year? Um. <laughs> hmm. Did you There's purchase any good... music this year? I guess There's a fuck ton of good stuff this year. I swear. There has been a good year, actually. I'm having yeah. a think. I'm, I'm thinking it's probably Pendulum for me. Okay. Because to be honest, they've never really made a bad album, and Immersion is just more awesome. <laughs> it's, it's pretty damn sweet. Although I can't remember, was the Dead Weather released this year? Because I really like that as well. Uh, well, there's there's actually a second Dead Weather album. I don't know if you're aware of this. Oh, bugger. That's definitely <laughs> this year. So I presume... Oh, maybe maybe that's the one I've been listening to. I don't know. I can't remember. What's it got on the uh, front cover? Has it got, like, African mask weirdness? And... I don't know. I've got the MP3s. Or is but... it, like, half <laughs> a never... face of, of... I never look at my player when it's running. <laughs> okay. Oh, uh, no, I don't think it's that one. I don't think it's the new one. Bugger. Sorry, it I just looked. I one. just looked it up, but it's not, it's, no, it's not that one. Uh, the previous it's one's got... probably better, anyway. Yeah. Well, uh, that's not album of this year then. No, but pretty good. <laughs> uh, Ellipse was pretty good from Image and Heap. That's uh, oh yeah, I, I quite like that. I really like the the LCD sound system this year, which is apparently the last one he's going to do. But it was so good. Definitely listen to that if you haven't heard it. Nope, um, I haven't heard that one. I will do. And there's a a a, a guy who goes by the name Caribou, and he had a and another album this year called Swim. With a really nice cover as well, but that's amazing. So check that out. Albums of the year on this gaming podcast. There's actually a whole bunch of things. There's a new uh, Sufjan Stevens and a new um, uh, who are the Scottish Bell and Sebastian album this year, which is pretty good. It wasn't that's any true. last year, so for indie, if you like indie pop, then it's been a good Ooh, year. Work on tours, didn't they have an album this year as well? Don't think so. Or was that released late late last year? Because I remember it because it was on the. Yeah, I remember it because it was on the uh, soundtrack to Zombieland, which was an awesome film. Oh, I watched that the other day. Isn't it like the most amazing film? (laughs) It's like it's one of the best films. It's like an American Shaun of the Dead, but like better. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, funny. It's actually amazing. The problem is, is there are so many bits you want to talk about it, but it's just you can't really because it's the main spoiler is just amazing. Well, Bill Murray, that's amazing. Obviously, yeah, and that's uh, kind of one of the main spoilers. I didn't really want to go into, but well, it's not. He's on the poster, is he? Is he? Well, I think so. Yeah, his name. You can't not advertise by saying that's not spoiling it, was... it to say that Bill Murray's in it. <laughs> well, I mean, no, but it's, it's got Woody it's Harrelson the capacity and, of which, and uh, obviously, um, and the guy from the Social Network. That's why I watched it because I really like the Social Network, and I thought he was good. So I thought oh, I'll watch some of his other films. 
And uh, yeah, Zombieland, really good. And oh my god, that Emma Stone is so hot. <laughs> I kind of appreciate it on that level. Um, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. I don't normally care about that sort of thing in films. Like, like. I don't care if it's gone totally helps. Well, like actually, yeah, if, if, if while we're while we're distracted from games, let's let's think. Yeah. It's been you know, it's actually been one hell of a year for films. If you think about it, there's been more films this year that I've really liked than I can actually care That's to true. remember. It has been really like, good. Uh, Book I mean, of Eli, one of my top tips. Uh, went to see Unstoppable the other day, which was fantastic. Um, the uh, Inception, obviously, Scott Pilgrim. And just on the sort of baseline normal blockbusters, you've had Toy Story 3 and... Oh, um, yes, that as well. Yeah, I forgot and, about that. you know, New Harry Potter. Well, not that was, not that, that was amazing, but, you know... Um, it was Up this year as well? Yeah, no, that was definitely last year. No. Up's been out for a while, because Up came out in America, like, a year before it came out in Britain. I don't know why. Ah, uh, okay. It was one of those, yeah. Because that was one of the earliest that you could see in 3D, I think. If not, well, maybe they didn't release over here because it, you know, 3D equipment probably didn't get to cinemas that fast. Yeah, over here. Yeah, and maybe that's it. Maybe they were waiting for the digital uh, cinema so that they could release it in 3D. That's probably yeah. That's probably the reason. Um, My other top tip: don't see Narnia in 3D. Oh, okay. It's fucking awful. Oh, okay. <laughs> the three, the 3D of it is just—it's a 2D to 3D conversion, and it's terrible. Interesting. I, I've never seen a two D three D conversion, and I don't intend to ever. Good. I don't intend to ever pay money to see a to, the two D to three D conversion. So that well, probably I didn't means really. that I will it's never a... see one. Yeah, uh, well, I didn't really. Unlimited cards. Although, a... although I suppose the next Harry Potter might be a convert. It will be, won't it? That'll be. Yeah, a uh, I will probably just outright say no to watching that in 3D yeah, because well, so far like I've not seen a good 2D or 3D conversion. I mean, Alice in Wonderland wasn't bad, but it wasn't great either. I mean, it's quite heartening that they did at least, because obviously they were going to release this part one of the Deathly Hallows in 3D and they said, no, we can't do it to high enough quality levels. We're just going to say we won't bother um, with this one. Yeah. And, then, and then we'll have both of them in 3D. So at least that means that they take it seriously. But I still don't. I still think no matter how much effort you put into a conversion, it's it, not going to work. It's no, not going to it work. It doesn't matter how much time you spend on it. You might as well model the whole film in CG. You know. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I, I actually still don't know how they. Shot. I actually still don't know how they do it. Um, and or <laughs> you know, there are there are companies out there that claim. And um, I, a couple of guys I work with have seen this tech in action, where you can—they're—they're they're trying to push a box uh, and TV combo that can actually do 2D to 3D conversion on the fly, and apparently the effect wasn't bad. And I'm like, what the hell? How is that even possible? I suppose it's like some kind of scene it... analysis, or like yeah. Crazy. I mean, I There's... guess if you did it, it would be really lame, but. You could probably make it work simply just by doing a sort of, yeah, a sort of image analysis that gives you... But uh, yeah, that a, kind of stuff a, you'd imagine would take time to work out what is actually foreground, what is the room in the background, for instance, like how the yeah, perspective of the room changes. How can you do that 25 times a second, or 24 even for film? It just sounds a ridiculous processing task. Maybe it just... Um... Maybe for complex scenes, it just leaves it flat, and then if there are things that it thinks are people, it moves them in front of things that it thinks are room. I don't know. 
<laughs> Even so, I don't know. It just sounds well. Like absolutely, some some of the some some of the tricks of, of 3D are not actually to make it come out of the screen in depth. Just use 3D cues. So, like, right. make something a bit bigger than it would normally be, or make something. Uh, um, well, actually, one of the more interesting examples is um, the, um, uh, the there was the 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 hamster film G Force earlier in the year. That might have been last <laughs> the year. Actually. Film. The hamster <laughs> film. The hamster film. Yeah. you know, typically on a hamster basis films. featuring uh, no, not, not <laughs> yeah, hamsters. No. Sorry, guinea yeah. pigs. That's why it's a G. Oh, I okay. get it. Um, and uh, yeah, that was a um, that was filmed H in three D. Would but... be about something else, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> preparation H. Uh, it could have been. Uh, yeah, it was quite good because they actually they they used interesting tricks. But they made the frame of the movie smaller than normal, and so when stuff was um, um, when they wanted an extreme three D effect, they broke the frame, so uh, things would come out uh, uh, out around the edges of the screen, and that would sort of. If you, you know, it would look like it's further forward than the cinema screen without actually right. too much 3D effect being applied. Which is kind of clever, I thought. You know, bits of glass coming out of the screen and actually coming out of the screen. That's kind of cool. No idea. Almost worth seeing a film about CGI guinea pigs. Well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, sort of. Yeah, sort it's of. not great. <laughs> anyway, uh, video games, gentlemen. Hello. <laughs> I think we had better move on. I've just noticed that. It's recording in stereo, I think, which doesn't explain why it didn't record in stereo the last time. Mysterious. Anyway, so magic. I've got a, I've, I've got a new um, contender for worst name of a game released this year. Oh yeah, I've just come across Pirates Plunder. <laughs> Plunder. <laughs> That's not terrible. That's kind of awesome. Yeah, that's all right. If that was a download <laughs> app or something, I'd probably go for that. Plundar. Okay. Plunder. <laughs> what do you find? Like, you plunder something and all you find in it is more pirates. <laughs> or just a big pile of ours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's, a, it's a giant dictionary with only the definitions of R. R. Plunder. And admittedly, right. it's not plunder. Steering uh, this Christmas Crimbo uh, podcast back onto video gaming. You could, could make a pirate themed version of R type using similar, or anything that begins with R. You could make pirate themed R based games. <laughs> Ridge Racer. R, R type. Yeah. <laughs> Plunder type. Or, or Sonic R. <laughs> Sonic R. That would be What else has R in it? Uh, yeah, Ridge Racer R for Sonic R would be like you take the 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 pirate evil pirate guys from like Sonic Advent uh, Sonic what the fuck is it called on the DS Rush, Rush. Sonic Rush Adventure Two One so, uh, Sonic <laughs> fucking Rush name your date games with numbers you bastards <laughs> Sonic Rush Adventure yeah. take the evil pirate guys from that oh you mean the BioWare the Sonic R style game that turned out to be crap. <laughs> Right. No, no, that's uh, that was something else. No, Sonic Rush Adventure was the sequel to Sonic Rush, so it was actually a. Oh. Um, it's, exactly it was just a bad name. Um, what was the, the Sonic RPG? I mean, it's a terrible idea. Oh, I can't remember actually. On paper, but anyway, but the less said about most Sonic games, the better, really. <laughs> but Sonic Rush Adventure was all right. Yeah. Sonic R. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, uh, Zachary Burgess, what have you been playing this week? Uh, two weeks. Stuff. <laughs> uh, Tell me more. Lots of old stuff and then like a couple of new things. So I guess we start with the new things, as usual. Okay. Um, I guess the first thing to say is, God damn it, Steve, stop having sales. Like, not even the Christmas sale. Quite yeah, damn, damn those those uh, convenient uh, money saving bastards. <laughs> well, but it's not really money saving because they they've been real bastards and then like linked their sales into basically achievements. Well, sort of achievements. Well, and achievements. Uh, yes, it's basically they've created like a meta game, this treasure hunt thing where if you have certain achievements in certain games, which are conveniently discounted during this sale. Then you get like entries into this oh, prize drawer or whatever. Those bastards, they're so clever. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, god damn it. And this isn't even Christmas sale yet, you know, because once it gets, well, I mean, once it gets past Christmas and into whatever January when they actually do their sale, assuming they will do one. It'll be like, January god sale. damn it. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what, what they did what last started time, it. Bit, where it was like, holy fuck, everything is so deep. <laughs> that's what started all this off, really. Is that they had ridiculous sale last year, and now they've got to match that, and they have, and more. Well, they've been doing it. All I don't year. think they have yet. Sales, they? Well, they'll get there though. Yeah. But yeah, so this run up to Christmas treasure hunt linked to achievements thing. There was various games that were getting cheaper. Not, not any. Well, I don't know. The the ones that got discounted a lot were like, you know the indie games and stuff, where it's like 75% off, and then you've got, like, Civ Five turned up, and it was only, like, 20% off. <laughs> it was like, uh, well, I already own that anyway, so I don't care. <laughs> I'll speak of which, I heard they patched it to, like, fix the AI or the other day, or something. Well, apparently, according to the patch notes, but I haven't played it again since, so I don't know. And they still haven't actually... That's like, they patched a bunch of stuff in Diplomacy to make it less shit, but then they they said, like, but this is like we're not done with this yet, and then everyone was like, "Why are you? How is this taking so long?" <laughs> so yeah, more well, stuff that they coming. should have done when they were developing the damn game, really. I mean, uh... Yeah, basically, at least it's an expansion. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I'm sure there are expansions coming though. They yeah, already are. Really several DLC things, but yeah, that's the deal. Super thing. crap and super ridiculous. You know, again, stuff that they shouldn't really expect you to pay for because they're just maps. Well, there's, there is one one of the DLC packs actually has, like, two new sieves in, which is wow. less shit. <laughs> sort of less shit. I think it has sieves and maps, actually, in case you need more of that. You might as well. But, I mean, uh, they, they've made mod support anyway, so I'm sure, <laughs> sure you could just get mod-made maps and sieves and anything else you could possibly want, providing people are still making mods, which I assume they are. Because everyone likes making Civ mods. Anyway, back to what the fuck I was talking about in the first place before we got ridiculously off topic. Well, not really off topic. Sidetracked. Yes. Silent. Back, back <laughs> to that. Back to I'm that. just keep um, Yeah, so the new game that I got, one new game out of this whole sale, was Shatter, which is basically a breakout game, but a kind of <laughs> crazy, you know... Weird, you know, crazy particle effects and explosions. <laughs> yeah, it's a game. It's an indie, it's an indie game. Crazy, right? Okay, graphics up, breakout clone. Hmm. Yeah, it sort of, it sort of has elements from that 
that old sort of tech demo plasma pong as well. Where it's like you can oh, yeah, yeah. you can propel the ball away from you or suck it in using like the wafting ability. Is it better which... than Arkanoid 2 Revenge of Doe? Is the question. Nothing is better than Arkanoid 2. That's true, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> How does so, it compare yeah. to Arkanoid 2 Revenge of Day? <laughs> I don't know, it's kind of... I think they maybe tried to wedge too many different like mechanics into the same game. Because it's like, you've got your breakout, the standard breakout, you know, ball and bricks, and then various kinds of bricks and stuff. And then you've got your plasma pong wafting the ball to change its tra- trajectory, and that also affects some of the bricks as well. Stuff like that. But then you've also got, like, Little when you break the bits, little bits come out, which is obviously why it's called chatter. <laughs> little bits of stuff come out, and then if you suck those into your pad, it like upgrades your multiplier and like charges your power gauge. And then if your power gauge gets full, you can launch like basically a giant missile attack that just destroys everything, destroys tons of stuff. Or you can use that power to like charge your shield. And then if you're sucking bits in when you've got your shield on, instead of going into you, they bounce off you and turn into more bullets. <laughs> It's like this is getting a bit complicated. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a lot of a lot to although And all that time you're trying to keep your eye on the actual ball so you don't lose it. <laughs> hmm. I guess there's not a lot to the core of of breakout there, is there? It's just left right. So no. there's room to pile a few things on, I suppose. But yeah. I don't know. It's a bit crazy. But I was I I mean it's pretty awesome, and it was hella cheap, so it's just like, oh, this is... And it even has, like, pointless co-op modes, which I can't play because Rob doesn't have it. <laughs> yeah, I Who's missed you? Well, it'll probably be about 20p in the Steam sale, so... Yeah, <laughs> and come January. Oh, dear. It was only, like, a quid 75 or something. I was kind of holding off to buy, like, a graphics card in Jan... Because I was thinking January sales, right? Yeah. But... I've just realised that VAT goes up to 20% on the 4th of January, so everything will actually get a lot more expensive. So I might as well order it now. <laughs> yeah, you're pretty much better off buying now. Yeah, that's the thing. That's going to fuck know. up the January sales for everyone, really, isn't it? That's yep, going to be basically. kind of confusing. <laughs> January sales are going to be the January shits. Because you get VAT that affect... on Steam games, surely. Well, so, presumably, yeah. yeah. So that'll fuck those up as well. Not for the Americans, but for us, it's probably cheaper to buy your game now. I wonder if that we means if always... prices will actually go up or that they'll stay to you know normal values though, because like in terms of games, they always hit try and hit a nice sounding figure, don't they? Like thirty five pounds. Yeah, that depends or... on the uh, policy of the. But apparently, according to the, I was reading a news article about retailers in general, not games, and it said that they were kind of waiting for an excuse to put up their prices anyway. So instead of they're going to round up from the new price rather than rounding down. You see what I mean? So if oh, something's twenty hell. quid. Something's twenty quid, and the ta- and the VAT now makes it twenty two quid. They'll News just in. Twenty eleven will suck. Yeah. Well, well you know what do you, what do you expect? Steam You're voting is... the Tories. What do you expect? And anyway, <laughs> what you need uh, to do for Steam is use the Steam price comparison website, and then get some friends in Europe and America to buy shit for you. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what idea. I I I bought a game for someone where it was where the UK was price was cheaper, and it's like here you go, <laughs> I'll buy this for you because it's cheaper here. <laughs> That was when Civ Five came out. It turned out the UK price was cheaper than the EU price, so it was like, I'll buy that for you. Mm. So use that website, basically. It has Steam all the... So Steam it's actually allows cross-region um, 
you can gift purchases. to someone in America, I presume. Is yeah, it it's just the gift system. So, yeah. I went to the it's gift system, and it doesn't stop me if I'm wrong, but there doesn't seem to be a way to me, for me to buy a gift for, say, my brother, and then have it arrive on Christmas Day. No, to, no, which is really crap. That means we you have to sort of buy a gift and then like make sure you're sat at your computer sending people the gifts you want to on Christmas Day, which is kind of yeah. negates the point. Really, you just tell them it's a fucking Christmas gift when you buy it for them. I mean, you can yeah, I know, but, yeah, it's not the same, but it tells them what it is. Yeah, exactly. I'll get an email saying, someone has just bought you this. And it's like, I don't want to know. And the thing is, it seems like such an obvious thing that they, I assumed they would have that feature. I didn't even think, oh, maybe they will. I thought, of course they will. Well, it's almost like they, they've almost managed to make that in, Team, in the Team Fortress 2 store already. Where it's like, you can, instead of just trading someone an item, you can gift wrap it first and they don't know what it is. And then they open it. Which still means they can open it as soon as they get it, which makes the entire thing kind of pointless, but it's like... <laughs> oh yeah, but that's, but that's okay, that's a bit different, that's okay, I could live with that, because it's sort of... Uh, then it's like any other Christmas present you get, because if you get some sent to you early or whatever, then it's uh, yeah. you know, self-restraint more than anything else, and if you open it beforehand, you're a bastard. <laughs> so they're like 50% of the way there inside Team Fortress, but not in Steam. <laughs> Speaking yeah, of which, I was, have... as I said the other day to Rob when we were playing Team Fortress, they need to Hello. do the reverse and bring stuff from the Steam store into Team Fortress. Like, why can't I gift things directly from the Team Fortress store to people? Like, buy yeah. a weapon out of the store and have that to go directly to someone instead of having to trade it to them. It they could make a, a whole thing necessary, out of doesn't this. It? on Steam, though. They could have, like, a virtual Christmas tree with little gift boxes that appear underneath <laughs> it, with little tags <laughs> saying who it came from, and it's, you don't know what's inside it. Well, no, no, no. Actually, the problem's more fundamental than that. We're, we're looking only at Christmas at this stage, but think birthdays yeah. and things like exactly, that. It's, yeah. uh, you know, there should be an option to, to just deliver on a chosen date, not just yeah. deliver on Christmas. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Anyway. Innovate, so, Steam. Come on. <laughs> So I'm sure they'll that... get around to it eventually. So that was the oh, one well. new game you played back. What well, the one new game theme, because the other new game was I got the new Golden Sun. Dark ah. Dawn. How many it's years has it been da-da. since those GBA games? There were two. I right? No, maybe GBA? I can look at this GBA cartridge which is next to me and see if it has a date on it. <laughs> <laughs> That's reliable. It's like trying to look in a book and try and work out when it was published from <laughs> copyrights. Yeah. Well, that normally works fairly well, though, for books, because they're, like, it's first published and then reprinted and that sort of stuff. Well, yeah, second doesn't pressing seem to have any dates on it. <laughs> and on DVD films, it's hard to tell what year it, what year the film came out in cinemas. It doesn't say anywhere, does it? Some of them, I suppose, it, maybe it does, but it's not a standard thing. No, generally, IMDb's are only yeah, reassuring. Course, isn't it? Yeah, and even then, it might be listing the American release. That's true, yeah. Not all of them have the renal information on, I don't think, on there yet. Yeah. Although most are pretty good. <laughs> so what's the verdict, Zach? So yeah, hey. it's New Golden Sun. Oh, okay, I just I just started up the Old Golden Sun, and the second one was 2003. Right, okay. That's quite so a while, then. Seven-year gap is pretty big, Seven yeah. Seven-year gap, yeah. <laughs> but everyone was... asking for it. They were like, God damn it, where's the New Golden Sun? Why have you not made a Golden Sun for DS? Ever since been, came out. It has been quite a while, because if you think about it, yeah, DS came out 2005, didn't it? Some, 2004, 2005, something like that. And, yeah. uh, 
Yeah, so it has been an epic period of time. But then they finally got round it. And they just about managed to avoid calling it Golden Sun something D something S. <laughs> Golden Sun Dual Strike. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. We, we were theorising about these Rob as was well. saying it wanted, wanted to be Dark Sun, which would sound kind of weird. <laughs> Golden Sun, Dark Sun! <laughs> well, the trouble with Advance Wars Dual Strike is that Advance, part of the Advance Wars, stands for the game Advance, <laughs> doesn't it? So yeah. it doesn't make any sense. It might as well be Wars. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but then they could license Edwin Starr. Was. <laughs> Good God, y'all. Actually, saying that, there was a game just, made by Atari just Star called War Wars, at one point. Trouble, wouldn't it? But it's like the same thing What's happened there? with Final Fantasy Tactics. Where it's like, Final Fantasy Tactics Advance, the DS version of Final Fantasy Tactics A2. Because it's twice as advanced. I don't know. <laughs> and they're releasing that on the iPhone, aren't they? So that'll be even more confusing. Yes. I, I buy... No, I think they're just oh, calling it Final Fantasy Tactics. They're well, keeping that, that one simple. the old version, though? I don't know. Well, they, had, they, it would have to be a co- game. Well, it would have had to be a complete rewrite to make use of the touchscreen. That's true, but I mean... That's not necessarily going to stop them. <laughs> so, Golden Sun Dark Dawn. Is that right? Yes. No, it's basically... It Dark Dawn? That's like a Vance yes, Dark, Dark Dawn or... No, that's Dark Conflict. Dark conflict. <laughs> yeah. No, but what is it in America, though? That's what we found out. It's called something it's else. Days of Ruin. Days of Ruin, okay. That's a better so name. So, Golden Sun yeah, Days of Ruin. Uh... <laughs> Golden Sun Dark Dawn, which okay. is very Golden Sun, basically. It's like, here is the exact same game again, apart from now less sprites and more everything rendered in 3D. So, I guess, you know, success. <laughs> so, it's exactly and what screen, everyone asked for. So, you can go through menus slightly better. I did see it has a really cool feature, which is sort of built-in Wikipedia, which all RPGs should have. Well, yeah, it's like the Mass Effect style, where it's like, here's all your Yeah, but your this has links. Lore. Yeah, but that's... Like, links that's, to the lore. That's because they can be awesome with their touch screen, where it's like, here's that's someone true. saying something, and there's little words in it to highlight it, so you can use the top screen to bring up the inside Wikipedia entry. <laughs> so uh, that is bloody brilliant, actually. <laughs> Freaking genius, every RPG. But it is kind of weird there. how, like, you're learning stuff beyond what the people in the story actually know at that point. <laughs> oh, I see. So if it flags it's up... It's like, they mention someone by name once, but then you can bring up an encyclopedia, so the encyclopedia page that says, this guy did this, 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 and this. <laughs> it's their entire biography. So you're the only person in the world with access to the equivalent of the world's Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, like... the, it's even slightly weirder is that, like, the actual... In, sometimes, I mean, obviously I just said the way it's like you can learn stuff that maybe your characters don't know but sometimes the actual encyclopedia pages change over time as well so it's like suddenly words that you've already clicked on before will be highlighted again you're like what and then you press on it and it says something different because <laughs> like events have changed and it's updated the information oh, so does oh, it highlight cool. them in a color if if you haven't read that page if you haven't yet. read it yeah Ah, but can you still click on them if you've already gone to the page? Yeah, it's you just can a different press color. on them at any time anyway. Oh, okay. That's, That's even neat. better. Yeah. It's kind of an awesome system. <laughs> for a, so how for a DS this... game, I guess. So how's the story in the questing, the meat? It, it's basically exactly the same. It... <laughs> okay, so the gameplay is basically exactly the same. You know, it's okay. like, run around and then here's a fight, and it has nice... Not has the classic Golden Sun awesome battle scenes. Because, I mean, it used to be more awesome than on the, on the GBA, where it was like, 
these are actually really goddamn good sprites for the G- for the GBA, <laughs> and like awesome effects and sound effects and like weird explosions, and the music is awesome. And then on the DS, it's like, well, okay, this is I don't know, it's an RPG, so I guess that's okay. <laughs> it hasn't Does really it look- advanced. It's just like, I mean, everything's three D rendered, but it's still exactly the same battle system and sort of the same like, style summons? of effects. Yeah, it still has all the summons and all that kind of like stuff. Guardian Forces or whatever. Yeah. Is it and of course, those are ridiculously animated and unnecessarily long. <laughs> Do you get meteors coming out of the sky and crushing people? Oh, meteor is—it's—it was always the stupid, <laughs> I just the like best. It was the highest level fire summon, of course. Right. It's meteor, but it, I mean, it was always pretty ridiculous in the previous one, where it's like, yes, giant meteor falls out of the sky and then like <laughs> crushes everything. Although Judgment was arguably worse, where it's like, we're going to destroy the entire fucking world. <laughs> <laughs> and then and a little pop-up, a damage pop-up, like 247 appears yeah. <laughs> or something. And then next turn, <laughs> after the world. Yeah, then... <laughs> the new version of Meteor is, is they've extended the sequence to be even more slightly ridiculous. Where it's like, it like fades out and then you see like a pointless scene of space. And they're like, oh, look, there's the asteroid belt. And then like a constellation gets highlighted where it's sort of like a giant god guy and he goes poof and like pushes a meteor out of the asteroid belt and then it comes down onto the planet and does like its ridiculous slow motion falling crushing you all explosion <laughs> like, yeah but hang on that was totally unnecessary uh, the bit i pointed out is that having seen most of these animations is they seem to have some sort of obsession in golden sun of not quite hitting the target and then expecting it to get damaged by the shockwave in all of these animations <laughs> it's like guy in space firing a giant laser from his lion head hand or whatever and uh, decides <laughs> not to shoot at the target no but just off to the side so we can see the shockwave running across the landscape and it's that that hurts I, I'm sure it would do more damage if you hit the target <laughs> or maybe it's like like a nuclear bomb where it's like if it goes off directly above you you actually take less physical damage <laughs> yeah circular error probable is probably quite high for like a meteor <laughs> thrown by a god <laughs> but there you go but yeah, so those are they need GPS system to get accuracy higher on there. <laughs> so yeah, all right, yeah. can you dial in the latitude, please? Yeah, okay, got that. <laughs> yep, yep. Just setting it up now. Oh, it's going to take a few minutes for the satellite to come round. Um, bear with me. <laughs> so, what's Golden Sun about? Because I can't remember. Well, okay, so this is the other JRPG. Presumably, your hero has a giant sword, right? And there's Sometimes. a girl who's amazing in magic. <laughs> Uh, but well, they're all know. amazing at magic, so that doesn't really oh, help. Okay. Because okay. it's the Saiyaji thing, obviously. So what's it about? Well, this is the other thing about this new game, where it's very much exactly the same as the old ones. So, it, to summarise the old ones, it's like, you're living in this village which is the guardian of some ancient secret temple, and you're some kids, and you see some bad guys going into the ancient temple, but no one else sees them, and you're like, well, fuck, <laughs> you probably ought to do something like that. So you go there, you get the elemental star things, the whole thing fucks up, then you have to go around the world stopping people from lighting the elemental lighthouses with the elemental stars, except by the time you reach the second game, you're like, no wait, flip that around, we actually have to light the elemental lighthouses because we didn't understand what the fuck was going on in the first game, and then you light them all and then you save the world. <laughs> so that's and basically what happened saved. in the first two games. Right. Because the world was like shrinking or fading away because the lighthouses had sealed the elemental power or whatever which is why you had to relight them. And you relight them, and it's like, hooray, world saved. And now in the second game, it literally follows on directly from that story, because your main character and the first four other characters you meet are the children of the team from the first game. (laughs) 
So you're literally playing as the descendant, direct descendant of the main character from the first game with exactly the same powers, Natch. And you're like, um, we have to go and get this mountain rock feather to do something because we're keeping an eye on the ancient decimated temple where we used to live, except now it's all blown up. And then it's like... What, the temple from the village in the first game? Yeah, the temple from the village in the first game still sort of the exists, and you're like, time. guarding it and keeping an eye on things. And it's like, go get this mountain rock feather to help us, and then, like, you go out into the world, and it's like, um, some bad guys are sort of stringing us along and making us do things which are obviously not going to lead to some horrible conclusion, <laughs> just like in the first game. So has it got anything to do with the Chaos Emeralds in the lighthouses? Sorry, Elemental Stone. Not as far as I can tell. Uh, it seems like the lighthouses are sort of... I, well, I don't know if they even sort of exist any longer. They're mentioned vaguely, but you don't see them or go to them, so there's no thing, you know... It's not, you're not going back to the, exactly the same locations, mainly because the whole world has like changed since, since you saved it, where it's like continents have shifted around and new land has grown out of nowhere because it can. And you're so like, what actually happened to Fucking your... dangerous. What happened well, to that was only one alive. <laughs> Well, that's what people have been. That's what the story says, right? Like, you may have saved the world, but you caused all kinds of natural disasters, like earthquakes and volcanoes and shit. And everyone is right. vaguely pissed off at you, except they they don't seem that pissed off. <laughs> Cheers, Dad. Yeah, thanks for like <laughs> basically crazily destroying the world. In all Man, imagine the climate change based disasters if the continents are shifting. Like, all of a sudden, <laughs> yeah. Jamaica has got penguins. Yeah, there has been one swamp thing that got crushed by a forest. Well, I'm not quite sure how that works. <laughs> what? It, seemed to, it seemed to suggest that there was this swamp here, Come and then this the forest. From, well, it seemed it was like there was this swamp here, and then this forest from another part of the continent gradually kind of got shifted on top of it somehow, <laughs> and just ended up sitting directly on top of where the swamp was. It's like okay, that sort of doesn't make very much sense. But the you li- there's so many. It's like, you can almost exactly see what's going to happen in the story, because you've basically done it before, exactly the same. It's like, you're meeting old characters, and it's like, my dad came and talked to you <laughs> several years ago. Oh, I ago. see. The same, like, it's now an old woman or whatever. That Yeah. Who, like... it, it was an NPC who didn't move, who was, like, in a village. Or <laughs> and then you come and <laughs> she hasn't moved well, at all. Not very many villages, more, like... Important but now the village characters. is in 3D. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the woman is old. So what happened like, to your original parental team? Well, Did apparently... They well, they no, they all survived. But it's like... So the main character from the first game, whose name is Isaac, if you don't change it, Isaac and Garrett, who are like the earth and fire element guys, they're the guys guarding the temple place. Right. Then the water woman is don't know where she is but she's still alive and the wind person is somewhere else but he had a kid who went to stay with the with isaac and garrett so you, basically your team of three at the start is three of the children then you meet the daughter of the water woman very early on it's like okay <laughs> dream team has performed let's do this so all of the dream team from the first two games had an only child yeah and they all know <laughs> each other. none of them have brothers or sisters actually i think one of them might and i think that I can't remember exactly, but like, I think one of them is a, has a sister, but then she gets kidnapped or whatever, <laughs> as you would expect. Oh, is it like a baby sister or something? That needs... No, I think they're the same age, but you get like separated in a cave, and like you have to go to this entrance, and they have to go to this entrance, and then you haven't met up with them again. It's like you're trying to get get to where they are or whatever. 
It's all very difficult, I guess. I wonder if there's some <laughs> kind RPG. of breeding program for adepts or something. You know, where they have to, they have to pick well, out certain like people. So, so maybe Water Woman ran away, you know, because she just had to give birth to all four of these children or something from <laughs> to different fathers or something well, the thing to make is, sure we got a nice adept range. <laughs> well, you. The thing is, you're going to end up with eight characters, basically. It's a, it's an, certainly an eight-character game, so you can swap people out, but obviously it's going to be two of each element. But the second water elemental guy you get in your team, he's like, he thought it was an immaculate conception or something, but actually it might have been this adept guy who came and impregnated his mother and then left. And it's like, I wonder who that was. Might it have been this other guy who was the brother of the water adept from the first game? I think it might. Nice. <laughs> They're all related. <laughs> <laughs> it's a game about inbreeding and <laughs> yeah so basically <laughs> so incest just... equals magic it's so weirdly referential to the first game it's, I mean it's not to say that it's not going to stand up on its own if you don't know what the fuck happened in the first games I mean all the encyclopedia stuff gives you necessary backstory and to be honest none of that seems very relevant to what you're doing like your parents saved the world but you know the world is sort of saved now so <laughs> just wander around and do your own quest it's weird because it, it's possible that you might enjoy it more if you hadn't played the previous games because at least it would seem relatively original <laughs> well, possibly I mean I guess I that's sort of true but the enjoyment of the original games certainly helps too yeah so I suppose like there are overall. a reasonable amount awesome. of references like the original games were awesome this one continues to be awesome excellent and I'm not even if it's yet. So I don't, I don't know. Sometimes don't you think that you know, although it's still good, don't you think that the lack of originality can be well quite, quite, I don't a, think la- they could... quite a large negative sometimes. I don't think they can get away with making another one without changing some stuff up severely. What <laughs> would to... you change though? It say it's seven years from now, and they come out with another Golden Sun. <laughs> Is it but it needs be not to be seven years. That's the most important thing. They need to like start doing Final Fantasy style and actually have a different world. Because the fact that this still happens in exactly the same world with like exactly the same you know elements and psychology and all that stuff, like you can get away with that for free games, I think. But now maybe you need to move on, invent some new systems. <laughs> Question lies on would the game's story be epic enough as a final chapter? Well, yeah, I haven't finished it yet, so I don't know. Or do they all get transported to a mysterious (laughs) world? (laughs) That looks like it might happen in this game anyway. (laughs) Okay. Within the the scope of this game. But yeah, I'm 18 hours in, and I've got six of the characters, so that means about another 18 hours, I guess. (laughs) Well, that sounds about right for an RPG, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Not bad. Are there any other game series that do that? that genius thing that Final Fantasy does of just being the same series but being different <laughs> world each time. Completely different worlds. You could argue that Red Faction, technically, <laughs> you know, it's still Mars, but there's never any overlap. I guess so. But then you could say that about, like, Quake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes, Quake true. is probably a good one, actually. <laughs> Although Quake 2 and Quake or Doom. 4... Although Doom is a little universe. more literally... No, you're always the same dude, aren't you? What, in Doom? Yeah. Doom Doom 3 is like a remake, sort of, really. So that really doesn't count. I don't think it counts if it's a remake. I think Quake's probably a good example, because Quake 2 is a a completely different universe to Quake 1, isn't it? Yeah. 
And Quake 3, again, is <coughs> doesn't really have a fiction at all, but it is definitely a different universe. Yeah. But then Quake 4 was in the Quake 2 universe. Yeah. 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 Anyway, so... Which breaks that rule. <laughs> sort of. Yeah, but Final Fantasy X2 breaks the rule, doesn't it? I mean, <laughs> yeah, but that barely counts yeah. as a Final Fantasy game. Because they put yeah. X2 on it, where it's like... It's a sequel to one of these games. They've done it again, though, haven't they? Isn't there a game, at least another? Yeah, there's, there's like a games in the Final Fantasy VII universe. Weird sub something. Oh, well, yeah, there is that Final Fantasy VII spin-off thing. Where yeah. like, there was a couple of them, wasn't there? Yeah, so they don't always stick to But those to also run every game. Final Fantasy-style games, really. But I mean, they true. are, but they're not. It's like, like X2 was <laughs> weird and, you know, girl band... What the fuck is going on? <laughs> I st- a bit of me still wants to play that just to see what the hell it's all about. <laughs> then again, uh, as as keeping up to traditions, I never finished X. So, <laughs> no. Well, those games take a while. I don't. What was that one that ru- you've been working on forever? And have you finished that yet? The one. Well, no. To be fair, I haven't played it in a long time. It's starting to tick me off. But what is? What's it? Lost, Lost Odyssey. Odyssey. It That's got. It got. It got to the point where it just... I don't know. It's its at the stage where I either can carry on the story and pretty much finish the game, or there's lots of side quests to do. And it, I think all of the side quests are irritating, so I might have to just bring up the courage and just finish it at some point. Right. How many hours are But then that would mean I finished a game like that, and I'll be like, oh no. <laughs> the first time ever. I've got did to finish, finish all the other ones now. Did you seriously finish any of the other ones? Like, nine... Um, you, no. you loved that was the one you loved, wasn't it? No, eight is the one I'm eight. particularly fond of. Well, Did you yeah. not finish that? No, but eight got really. I've never actually played up. the last disc on properly on eight because yeah, it the last disc everything when you got into like yeah that big fight at the end of that disc. Where it's like uh, you're fighting yourself yeah. or what the fuck is going on? <laughs> yeah, when 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 lunatic Pandora basically changes the world. I have never As if that game wasn't fucked up enough to start with, where it's like you're sharing dreams or some other guy's memories, and then you oh, go yeah, to where I, they I, were. Uh, yeah. and... <laughs> the Laguna story is all a bit crazy. I think the closest that... I've come to anything at JRPG is Pokemon Blue. <laughs> oh, how did you not finish that? No, I did, but that's the oh, only you one. Oh, you said you came close, I thought you meant... No, that. Uh, you, make, you mean that Pokemon is the closest to being a JRPG? Yeah, that's what I mean. It doesn't really count, really, does it? No. Pokemon's know. on its own. It doesn't really count as a JRPG. I don't consider I it. Yeah. Didn't you finish any of the other Pokemon's? Like Silver? I don't think so. No, I never finished Silver. I got a really... I, I, I can't remember why. I had Silver. I think I transferred over my team, which was a bad idea. Or something. Yeah, because there's... In the older Pokemon games, it always had weird, fucked up systems that never quite worked properly. Yeah, it broke everything. And my team was too powerful as well. But then, <laughs> yeah, that never helped. I don't know. I got bored of that. And then, um, I remember spending a lot of time in a park and waiting for it to be daytime or something. Oh yeah, the old <laughs> classic the... where it's like there's one rare thing that appears at this end. It's because there was it was linked to the physical clock in. Gold. In was in it? silver, yeah, and it was, wasn't it? I... Yeah, it was. Oh. And then there was the whole breeding thing, which was a bit well, much. It was less complicated in those days, though. Yeah, that's true. Unlike the beginning, like diamond and pearl and stuff, where it's like 
You can put two things in and get out something totally different because it's an unevolved version of the first thing, which never appears in the wild. Because <laughs> so I have the DS Pokemon, you know, the new one. Well, not new anymore. Not yeah. Uh, Diamond or something. What is it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, apparently that's great, and I'm sure it is. I just can't be bothered. I don't know. It's I fine. Probably... It's not really great. <laughs> Well, blue, blue, obviously, blue and red and blue are great games. Classic, silver, classics. And, silver and gold was the best, clearly. Are they best? Are they worth playing then? No, compared to like, <laughs> diamond. Well, you could get know, the modernized versions. Lol. Oh yeah, they remade them, didn't they? Because they made. I know they remade the original ones, but they they've got as far as remaking gold yeah. and silver, haven't they? Yeah. Bloody hell. Anyway, <laughs> remake ruby and emerald. It will be like. It wasn't was it? no Ruby and Sapphire because Emerald was the stupid re-release, like Platinum is for Diamond and Pearl. Are they the GBA ones? GBA ones, yeah, the ones that I didn't play. <laughs> oh, but it's now it's like there's a new one, isn't there? Black and white. Black and white. They've yeah. run out of colors at last. So, so clearly the... this is going to be the last Pokemon game ever. Didn't didn't, yeah. didn't the remake have stupid names like Soul Silver or something? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Soul Silver and Heart Gold. And the fire red and leaf green was the oh, yeah. remakes of the original. It's not leaf two. green, is it? Because leaf isn't leaf green. Well, there wasn't a blue. Oh, wait, one, was maybe it's leaf green. Because in in Japan there wasn't blue and red; it was green and and red, wasn't it? And then yeah, but they didn't they re- re- actually get round to releasing green in non-Japanese territories? Yeah, I'm pretty green. sure they did. Along with yellow. <laughs> Otherwise, no, 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 green it never really came confusing. out. No, I'm pretty sure green <laughs> never came out in the West. Because green uh... is the same as as, as blue. But it wouldn't make any sense if it wasn't blue again. <laughs> I know, but I think they're sort of wreck. I don't know. They're, what's the blue one? Then? The... Tell me what what water blue that doesn't exist, <laughs> though, does it? Probably. But the, anyway. the whole point of the Japanese green was it was weirdly bug focused for some reason. Yeah. Man, confusing. I, I remember turning on everyone the... loves bugs. Because I, I I had the Game Boy Color and and of course it wasn't a Game Boy Color game was it Pokemon Blue no. or Red so you had to like you hold the a, hold yeah, the you had to hold the direction <laughs> on the D pad to get the right colors that you liked for the game I and obviously you play Red you had to switch to the Red mode <laughs> instead of Blue you had to switch to the Blue mode <laughs> I thought it did that automatically actually didn't it if you had a GBC that it would put it in Red or Blue as the default maybe but you could change it I remember having green grass yeah you could definitely change it. And... Yeah, you had to because there were some that looked really fucked up, and it was like, oh, you know what that is? You just keep switching it around until you find the one that actually makes things look sane, (laughs) sane and appropriately coloured. So anyway, so what were we talking about? RPGs, I guess. Yeah. Uh, You would recommend Dark Dawn. Well, it's like if only it hadn't come out so late in the year, I might have been able to make it a game of the year. I don't want to give away any secrets about the game of the year discussion, but... <laughs> I'm sure you can still... You've played 18 hours of it. I think you can evaluate but I it. finish it. I haven't discovered its actual length, so I can't... Well, I would, be, I would be surprised if you finished it. You'll, you'll probably finish it by... I wouldn't be surprised, because you'll probably have to do, do a load of boring Christmas family things, and you'll probably just sit there <laughs> being antisocial with your DS. But I don't think we will don't... have any Christmas family shit to do this year somehow. We haven't even got a tree. So, what? I don't know. Seriously. 
because Rob is so enthusiastic about Christmas, he has to have a treat. Well, yeah, admittedly that wasn't my decision, but even so, <laughs> you know, uh, everyone has a tree at the point of Christmas. Yeah, you need one at least. You need to if you don't have one by Christmas. You've got a few days. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you can go out and buy a, a plastic one without your parents knowing and set it up in. I'm sure we have one in the attic, but no one's yeah, bothered drop, to do anything about it. Mm. Uh, Maybe this is I'm your sure... calling. You know, you can be the you you can be Christmas spirit. I don't tree. think we have anywhere to put it. Is the other problem because <laughs> our front room is. It's got, like, the couch covers two of the walls because it's one of those corner couches. And then you've got the entire entertainment set that covers the third wall with the TV in it. And then on the fourth wall, you've got um, the fireplace, which obviously you can't put a tree next to. Put it near the window. Near the, the left-hand edge the of your... Left-hand edge... No, not there, but you know, the left-hand edge of the entertainment centre. But anyway, that's Zach's house. That's not relevant to anyone's <laughs> not fire. Like... Now, now that it's an open fire, which you haven't seen, I guess. Ah, uh. No. They upgraded it to an open fireplace instead of that stove thing that we used to have. Although I suppose that's true. You wouldn't want it? to put a plastic tree very close to that either. Yeah. <laughs> so, any other games you've been playing? Put a mini well, one in the middle of your table. <laughs> so that's the two new things, and then I guess there's just the typical list of tons of old stuff. Team Fortress and... Wait. I'm trying to remember what else I was about to say. Oh, Torchlight I've gone back into again. All right. For the grindy grind grind. Is it grindy? <laughs> some achievements, yeah, lol. It is well, pretty grindy. It's especially grindy if you're going beyond, you know, the end of the actual story. It's like 35 floors of getting to the last boss, and then it's like, now you can go on forever. Oh, God. And I'm my... So I've just been like, oh, there's achievements for it. It's like, get to level 100. Okay, I can do that. And I'm at like 82. <laughs> Excellent. Bloody hell. There's not some going there. So I'll just grind that out. Get some How long will it take to get reason. to 100, then? Not too much longer. I guess I go up fairly quickly, even even when it's this high level. Mm. Mainly because all the enemies scale with you as you go down the deeper dungeon. So they're all basically at your level regardless. So TF2, I heard that uh, they've just put that Natasha nerf into the game. Yes. Which I, I guess I didn't know. Was anyone using Natasha last night when we were playing? <laughs> Boo! I no, I think I think that's precisely the problem. Nobody is using it now. Thank God. But, I liked <laughs> Natasha. I thought it needed you a buff because it, it was overpowered. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not overpowered. You were getting too many kills. I wasn't. That was the problem. I switched back to Sasha for a while because I thought the, the slowdown effect wasn't having much effect when I was using it, and uh, so, so I went back nerf to Sasha. The in wasn't as bad as some of the ones they were testing. No, no true, but bad. it's still a nerf, and I don't like it. And now no one's using it, which means well, it's too much of a nerf. The, they just put in the the slowdown reduced depending on range, and like they made the spin-up a bit slower, didn't they? And as, as I said to Rob, it's like, the spin-up time increase isn't actually enough, it's just turning it back to how it was before they buffed it. <laughs> yeah, and it's not reduced the damage any, so... it's Because well, it, it always had reduced damage over the normal Still game anyway, so... Yeah, it did. Quite a lot, actually. The damage tail-off is quite a lot higher as well. Um, but yeah, anyway, I, I don't know, maybe it's just me. As I... I'm, I'm reluctant to talk about TF this week simply because I'm I'm on the cusp of giving it up for a while. 
Right, you're having a frustrating time of it, are you? Right royally. And I wouldn't mind so much if it felt like I was playing shit. You know, you get that feeling in some games where things go wrong and you know it's your fault. You can see what happened and it's like, yeah, okay, fair enough, I got bested. But recently, TF just doesn't feel like that. I, I, I would make the claim I am the unluckiest player in the game. Things just happen that I have no control of, or think laggy things seems to happen, or I do I hit people tons of times and there doesn't and the damage doesn't seem to add up to something that can kill them, despite you know they'll do the same thing to me and I'll die in an instant, you know, things like that. And it it's beginning not to feel fair, and I don't know if that's my machine or the or the servers or the connection, whatever. I don't know, but it's beginning to feel unfair from my side rather than me being crap. But do you think it's I'm, st- I'm still landing the shots? So I don't know. This is the thing. I haven't quite worked it out. Um, I, I, I can't. Fi- to... I can't. I can't figure it out. But it 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 doesn't feel as good. Maybe it's like I just had a, had a fairly worrying thought actually because TF2 is probably the closest I've ever come to gaming addiction. You know, when I when I sit down and I and I don't know what to do, I think. TF2. It's, <laughs> you know, it's the first thing that comes to mind. Maybe it's got to the stage where the uh, buzz I get from TF2 just isn't enough anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you need to upgrade to some more hardcore drugs, Steve. Well, yeah, maybe I actually. Maybe that's why I'm enjoying Black Ops more than I've yeah, that, uh, ever enjoyed make, COD before. That wouldn't make sense if it was because then it would be if you were doing if you if it seemed like you were doing as good as TF2 but you weren't enjoying it whereas now it seems like you're doing worse which is naturally making you enjoy less <laughs> well true but that's the thing it doesn't you've hit the precise problem i'm doing worse in the game but without feeling like i'm to blame yeah well that might be the game's fault rather than addiction's fault <laughs> well yeah well, it seems like the community is broadly a bit disgruntled about man economy in general. And the like, new items they just put in in this Christmas update. I'm not happy about those. Yeah, everyone seems to think it's got worse, but it's not... If you if you compare a, like a slightly less good TF2 to, you know, most games, it's still amazing, you know. <laughs> well, it's it's got to the stage where this time last year I would have had no hesitation of saying best game ever personally in my opinion it was probably would have been TF and now I'm yeah. starting to consider that as you know because of the way it's evolved and because of the things like that as you know what even though technically it's probably a better game in terms of content in terms of thing in terms of value that's still incredible but strangely a bit of me can't help but think it's just not as good as it used to be I just personally I don't like the way they've Basically, they've mucked up their brilliant art style by having all the hats and stuff. I know everyone loves it, but I don't. You know, no. <laughs> no, I, I don't want to see someone like Kanye West glasses on the demo while he's got <laughs> a ridiculous shield and he's running up. And he used to look cool. It's like <laughs> all what the characters I want. look cool all the time. Originally, it's like what I want is like a kind of a mod, a kind of a mod where it basically just replaces all the models for all the new shit with the old stuff. <laughs> it'd make it really yeah. difficult to play, because you couldn't see what anyone was using any longer, because it'd be like, oh, he's using the normal gun, except for it's using the Tasha effects. Perhaps but, you could yeah. do that with just, just hats, you know, maybe maybe not with the... the uh, well, yeah, the hats yeah. would be fine. Could have a no-hat option. 
Because you wouldn't be at a disadvantage with that. Well, apart from the new hats, which have a thing. I, I draw the line. I, I don't mind hats so much, but I draw the line at the unusual stuff. Well, I draw the line at hats that look stupid <laughs> and the unusual <laughs> stuff. Like, I think it... some of, and, and the, like, totally unnecessary shit, like the glasses and stuff. Where it's just like, what? <laughs> Yeah. Not only, I mean, those are really ugly as well. The glasses are a really bad offender in that case, where it's like, because they're white it's... compared to the better man being black. Yeah, yeah it's, no, all product, it's all product tie-ins, though. Valve realised that TF items are uh, can actually be a sales driver for other products, and the problem is then that they have to make those products relevant to the thing they're trying to sell. So, you know, when Dangeresque 2... Um, the sun protectors entered the game. It was because of strong bad's yeah, appearance in Poker Night. And... They could have given them to a different class where it wouldn't clash quite so badly. Maybe one of the classes that already wears glasses, like the sniper. <laughs> Maybe the thing yeah. is, I'm not so sure that people wearing the dangerous glasses necessarily are fans of dangerous no. too. They, they don't just know. They don't know what pimp. It's like the pimp hat because everyone has to wear the pimp hat because it makes the look pimp. <laughs> Damn right. And in purple. Or the afro. It's a bit of a toss-up. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's interesting because... I, I Maybe that should actually, be one of the new weapons. A pimp cane. I think Halo don't Reach <laughs> actually draws quite a nice line on the uh, player customization. Uh, to the point where it's character. unnoticeable. <laughs> I don't know. Apart from the flaming skull, of course. It's only well, apart from the flaming helmet. Yeah, it's only ever noticeable when you're browsing the other players that you're about to play with during the game. I yeah, really I can't tell. No, I guess you're right. Maybe it's a bit back, but I, I prefer it to be a bit. Well, the, 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 the bit of Halo customization, and I, I'm sure I've mentioned this before, but the bit of Halo customization that I liked that they got right in Halo Two was the emblem stuff. Now, don't get me wrong, it still exists, but I liked how you could see it over members of your... I found that better a way of telling where players are on the map than a text yeah, indicator. Being able to see the player icon, it was faster than being able to having to read the text in terms of, you know, cognition. And then, yeah, yeah, I agree. It was, and I don't know why they changed that. I much prefer that emblem, and it was a bit of customization everyone could see. Because you've got little player icons in TF2, but you never see them outside the scoreboard, do you? Where do you see them? Um, you the no, it just but uses, it just you uses don't your need avatar. You icons in TF2 when it's... Because the classes are meant to be distinctive anyway, so you don't need the icons to tell what class people are when you're looking at them. Yeah, but I, I, think, mean, I, think, I think identify mean, individual players. Really yeah, I think you mean your avatars, but they're oh, attached the to Steam accounts, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. It's your, it's your Steam tar. It's like, you know, photos on gamer cards. It's but no your name still appears if people look at you in, in T-Fortress 2. In a huge box. It's not like a tiny pop-up yeah. that's attached to the character. That's true, yeah. It can still be a little difficult to, you know, work out who you're, um, who is who just by looking at them. Though, Say they took out the name boxes, you know, and, and unless you knew who, which class was which and how they were dressed up, it can still be a little difficult to figure out who's who. But so multiple snipers, for <laughs> but yeah, I guess. I, I guess. Because I don't know it's if like I want to the... go back to vanilla TF2, but there, there must be a where. Where would you draw the line? Well, that's the problem with me. It's like I. To... It's like I totally play like on a vanilla server 
but except I wouldn't because it's too vanilla. Yeah. <laughs> like well, I, you need I want the first round of sub- updates, but not the stupid shit. Exactly. Where do you draw it at the sort of spice night? I would. What was the I last would. Class well, yeah. I I would stop at probably some of the Manco would be my some of it, but not all of it would be my last. Oh, engineer update. Was it? Yeah, yeah, NG I was the last one with a server that ended at the engineer update. Even though right. the engineer yeah. update was still a bit crazy with wrangling and picking your sentries up and stuff. Although I what guess picking it? your sentries up is in regardless now. Because you know, yeah. not attached to any of the weapons. It's alright. No, the NG update didn't really mess the balance too much. I thought that was that was a very good update. It added something to and NGs that didn't really mess anything up. So it was, And up to um, that point, if you sort of ignored the hats and the stupid game-specific add-ons, that was all sort of same stuff that matched with the theme of the game, I guess. So, engineer update, no hats server. What about that? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, basically, and, and and perhaps get rid of some of the community stuff as well, like because there are some pointless things on that list, like pain train. God, whoever uses a pain well, train? Well, no, no community stuff at all. Well, the pain train does have reason though. Yeah, yeah it no, does. Who but, uses it? but don't bother with it. No, I mean, well, I don't know. I had some, well, why would you carry anything other than the equalizer? Well, for soldier, but what about then? Oh, I didn't realize demo could carry it. Yeah, I suppose it's an upgrade from the bottle, but yeah. But then again, the de- you can use the pan, which is just awesome. It kind of yeah, but the pan is well, pointless. Though, it? Yeah, but it's, it's demolition, a pan, you know. Doesn't it? Because the pan yeah. really damages uh, buildings, isn't it? Isn't it? No, it's um, double oh. cap. Oh. Double cap and 10% bullet vulnerability. Oh. Uh, I guess that's quite good for demo. That's pretty good It's good for if soldier. you're a rush demo. It's like, if you're from the start of the round, getting to the midpoint by sticky jumping. Hmm. As I say, it's, it's alright. I, I can see why it has a point. It's just no one uses it, because if you're a demo, uh, a lot of people carry the sword. Or if you you're probably a... don't notice them using it, because they're, the only time they'd be having it even out would be when they're standing on a point capping it. <laughs> yeah, I guess. So, anyway, uh, but anyway that's, in, that's our in-depth TF2 discussion for the <laughs> yeah, week. For the week. Uh, just on. to alienate the audience. <laughs> From Robert the... Oh, oh that's, that'd be me. Hello. That'd be you. <laughs> Hi, how's it going? What have you been playing this week? This past two weeks? Anything good? You know what? I'm not entirely sure I have much to really add to this um, this time. Uh, I've, I finished Brutal Legend. All right. Well, it'd be good to hear oh, about yeah, that ending. Yeah, so Zach, 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 Zach watched me do that. I mean, the ending satisfy? was kind of. Um, I thought there was more. It had more legs to it than it did. I mean, don't get me wrong. <laughs> yeah. It goes, it goes on for a while, but then the sort of the last fight wasn't particularly difficult. Right. Um, no. I thought was that thing the... was going to be epically hard. It was just like, yeah. this thing is huge, but it just sort it's... of stands there <laughs> and doesn't do anything. Yeah, it's it's a it's a it's an RTS battle followed by a combat boss. But oh, I see. Um, it, but the, both of them highlight the game's two main weaknesses, which was that the RTS element of the game just isn't strong enough, uh, and that the even though it's pretty cool, uh, you know, a bit of me does quite like it, and I probably will attempt some of the. Uh, the straight RTS battles um, later on. Just you know, try try it against the AI. See see what it's like. Um, because you can you, you don't have to play as um, Eddie Riggs as faction. You can play as the other teams you come across oh, cool. in, in the multiplayer. Right? Yeah, and they all have different abilities and things like that. And it's uh, it's actually quite well thought out. But the 
um, yeah, it never really gets going because the last RTS fight is still really easy. Um, it doesn't really feel like much of a challenge. You're just like hurling enemies at 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 yeah, hurling units at the enemy, like just a bit blindly. Um, and you, and in the last mission, you get this ridiculous super unit called the Rock Crusher, um, which basically can summon Stonehenge on them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's a is... sp- Spinal Tap reference, isn't it? Yeah, basically, it's it's super awesome. It just appears out of the ground and goes ha! <laughs> Everyone dies. Um, but it's a uh... Uh, it, yeah, it, it's a it's a, it's a little bit too easy. And then the last fight highlights the limitations in the combat, and that it's not quite, you know, it's it's not bad, but it's no God of War or anything like that. It's trying to, yeah, it's a very simple hack and slashy type combat system, and it's it's not that good either. And it's well, you know, it's fun, but it's and, and the, the uh, you can't really play solos during that last fight because it's all a bit too fast. And it's like it's it's like the game should have made more of both of those features, or at least picked one that it liked. Yeah, pick one and run with it, <laughs> so, I suppose. Yeah, I don't know. It almost it's... seems like they wanted to run with the RTS thing, because that's what they thought was cool, but actually, in terms of the game, what would be better would yeah. be better. It almost better. feels as well... But the biggest um, disappointment about the end of the game is it's like they sort of run out of story, almost. It's like oh. they, they they tie up a few ends, but you still can't help but wonder, yeah, but, yeah, but how did we get back in the first place? Oh, aren't we going to see Orma Godin again? Oh, aren't we going to do this? Why the hell is Eddie Riggs a devil? Um, it's <laughs> Yeah, okay. there's, there's an awful lot of open questions. And, uh, and it's just like, oh, everything's okay now. <laughs> Ding. Uh, Magic. However, the game does get, let you go back into the world after you've completed it to carry on doing the stuff. However, this is also another problem. The only thing I've got left to do in the world, apart from finding gagged dragons, uh, a couple of legends, which are basically just find a point on the map and activate it type stuff. Right. Um, the only missions I've got left to do are these stupid hunting missions, um, which are... You, you get given by some guy who's like, oh, I've killed this many of this. And uh, he gets increasingly weird as the game goes on. And, <laughs> like, revealing more about his strange tendencies to do things to the carcasses of the animals. Um, <laughs> which, is, which is just lovely. Um, but they, 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 you, you have to go to this guy or activate the mission. And then the thing you have to do is usually fucking miles away, like nearly the other end of the map sometimes, the, the thing you have to do. So you have to drive ages to get to him, then drive ages to get to the location you need to do stuff and then finding the things you're supposed to kill for some reason they become less frequent when you're doing the mission so i did come across a couple of glitches in that case work if i just drove slightly too far away and then came back there'd be a whole new set spawned and uh, all right <laughs> and, I could, and i could kill them all again and it's so like, you're yeah, gaming the system there by sort yeah of but some of them just i was driving around for hours you know i'm sure at one point i drove around for half an hour aimlessly trying to find one of these creatures and couldn't find one. So it got to the stage where it's like, right, okay, I'm going to go to the motor forge, blah, 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 blah. I bought some more stuff that I hadn't got already, came back out. Oh, and a whole load had then spawned. <laughs> it's like, oh, bugger! I should have just done that earlier. So that was really irritating. And uh, I think I've only got one left of those to do now. But okay. as I say, it just took forever. Mm. Um and yeah, and I've still got tons of shit to find in the world, and then after that I'm done, other than playing it in brutal difficulty or attempting the RTS. It's a. Uh... Are you working on those extra bits for achievements? Then? Yeah, basically, like it's just a, it's just okay. achievement whoring. Because completing the game gives you a mediocre three hundred odd points, really. So That's it's. Quite a lot. 
It's a you know you know well not for one achievement but the whole progress oh, through the single player oh, game adds up okay, to about three hundred points and unless you whore out the others and then you, and even then you'll probably only just about manage half of them yeah. about five hundred um, you get a little bit more if you play on brutal and uh, yeah then the, the rest of them you'll probably need to play the multiplayer and do stupid things in, in no that or at least in the RTS this. things yeah some of them are ridiculous. Um, Sometimes I think they ought to separate multiplayer achievements from single player achievements, just in general yeah. across Xbox Live. Maybe uh, if they launch a new generation of consoles, they might consider that because, because um, I I don't know I I it, I like. Well, start categorizing them somehow. You know, I like the yeah. system, but sort of you know split them up into um, sort of yeah the campaign ones, the the multiplayer ones, and then have a whole segment for stupid shit. Yeah, like stupid secret achievements and things. Like extra hardcore, you know, the ones that, are, that that you'll probably never manage unless you really attempt. Because there's a load of multiplayer achievements that I know I'm I never want to get. It kind of, I don't know, my perfectionist kind of tendencies would, you know, if they were separated out, they would inspire me to want to get all of the single player ones. But it, if yeah. I know that I can't get all the achievements for a game because some of them are multiplayer ones that I will never do, like kill a developer in a multiplayer match or something. Yeah, which I can there's never one on, do. There's one on Brutal Legend called Six Degrees of Schaefer, where it's uh, one of those viral um, ones where someone has had to have played against Tim Schaefer, <laughs> literally, yeah. and then oh, it I spreads see. out from and there. And you play them, right, yeah. Which That's... is probably unlikely, because no one's probably playing the game by now. Yeah, but probably within the small community of people playing the game. Probably, <laughs> Maybe someone that, has that, it. That yeah. could spread quite fast, yeah, actually. But even so, that kind of achievement kind of dents my wanting to... Because I quite like the the perfectionism drive to get all the achievements. is quite nice. In a game like Assassin's Creed 2, which is single-player only, I'm pretty close to getting that thousand, and it's a good... It kind of inspires you to want to do it all, you know? Whereas... Um, if that had something like that, then I wouldn't bother to collect all the feathers necessarily. But as it is, all I need to do is collect the feathers, and I've actually S-ranked. You know, <laughs> I've got everything again, <laughs> yeah. which is great. You know, it's the same with Batman. It's single player only, and I'm 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 trying to get all of them. My so, yeah, so Overall, then, brutal legends. Uh, yeah, it's all right. Fun. It's all right. I can see why they were. Yeah, you know why why it didn't get rated as highly as it should. But at the end of the day, the concept is awesome, and if you like metal, it's almost uh, it's almost essential, really. The soundtrack is good. You know, the soundtrack expands as you go through, and that's another one of the things you've got to try and unlock. And I don't know how you unlock them, but you sort of get new songs for the mouth of oh. metal, as it's called, um, throughout the game. And it's like it gets to the point where <laughs> you start unlocking some weird shit, like proper sort of like uh, cradle of filth style not actually cradle of filth but that kind of like gothic rock and stuff it all starts going weird as the as the tone of the game starts changing and so as you defeat the as you fight off against the glam rockers you start unlocking glam rock style songs and uh and at the very start of the game all you have is 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 classic heavy so things like sabbath and uh motorhead and stuff it's uh it's 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 a real twining feature it's just just how it how it evolves as you go. Oh, yeah, and towards the end of the game, you start getting... Um, oh, God, what are they called? Super ridiculous... Uh, it's described as extreme power metal. Um, well, like like power ballads, but metal. No, no. <laughs> um, 
Uh, oh god, I can't remember what the hell they're What's called. Um, really difficult end song in um, Guitar Hero Three: Through the Fire and the Flames. Oh, Dragon Force. Um, yes. Dragon Force. Yeah. That's it. There's some of that in there. Oh, I see. That's almost kind of a joke, though, isn't it? Dragon, oh, and Marilyn Dragon, Manson. Dragon Force. There's some of that in there as well. <laughs> of course, it is. But Dragon Force is a joke. They isn't were it? deliberately crazy. It's not. It's not. It's deliberately <laughs> mental. It's not really um, serious. You know what? I don't know. It treads that serious, fine line between you worryingly serious. I don't know. <laughs> it's definitely a show. It's kind of a showman thing. It's almost, they're almost like circus freaks, aren't they? The guitarists for Dragon Force. It's insane <laughs> how amazing they are. Yeah, it's like... Uh, I have a, a problem with Dragon Force, and actually that problem is subsiding in the sense that I used to really hate them, in the sense that when you listen to it, it's just like, yeah, but that's nothing but showing off. It's not actually yeah, yeah. fun to listen to. It's just an entire song of wankery. Yeah. It's, um, <laughs> and the, um, uh, but actually, there are a few songs now I listen to and go, you know what, that's kind of cool in a fun sort of way. Yeah, it's, in, uh, in but, its own way. Yeah. Yeah. But but it's not music I would actually sort of listen to and think you know what that's a that's a proper no. classic. It's it's not it doesn't come under that category. It's just sort of. It'd be pretty hilarious it's... to go to a Dragon Force gig though, wouldn't it? <laughs> you know, be, just just to see the close-ups of their gangly hands, like it would just be hilarious moving at the speed of light. <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of a feel-good thing, I suppose. In metal. <laughs> so, yeah, Decapitation. I don't know what serious metal is this day these days. I suppose Rage Against no. the Machine is technically metal. It's like rap yeah. metal, isn't it? It's rap metal, yeah. So that's yeah. exactly what is it that is. That's what they call it. Oh, I just made yeah. that up. But... <laughs> uh, uh, it, it, it can be referred to as that, yeah. yeah fair enough. Um, but I, yeah, I know what you mean. I, there's not many metal groups coming about that. I don't know. It, maybe it's got maybe it's gone out of mainstream stuff like that, so we just don't hear about them these days because of all the stupid synthy R and B shit that's taken over the world and all the end dubs of the world. End dubs of the world unite. No, no, so, no. Uh, yeah. Uh, any other games? Brutal Legend. Uh, I have very briefly started on Bioshock Two. Oh yeah. Anything to report? Isn't it the same as Bioshock? Pretty much. More Bioshock. They, um, it's. Uh, yeah, the, the, so it's not quite so bad. There are some incredible. I'm playing it on hard mode, which isn't helping my opinions of it. I don't think because it is brutal in terms right. of the difficulty. You, it's like you put it on hard mode because it labels itself as you've played a lot of shooters. It's not just this is actually quite hard. It sort of suggests that oh, I play a right. lot of shooters. I should be able to handle this. I should be able to handle this. Kind of and it's, with, yeah, with hardcore. What's it labeled? This is how it's meant to be played. Yeah, <laughs> lulling you into something that turns out to actually be quite hard. Yeah, yeah, and it's like so. It, it labels it as you don't, you know, easy. You don't play shooters. Normal. You've played a few. Hard. You play a lot of shooters, and it's like, yeah, well, I do play a lot of shooters, but this is actually really hard. Yeah, None <laughs> of those descriptions are any good. And it's similarly, I think the Call of Duty ridiculous obstacle course time deciding your difficulty is also complete bullshit. Yeah, you should just choose. Based on the names, just ignore yeah. the descriptions and ignore what it's trying to me- work out or metric from. Yeah, yeah. That's although, although yeah, ignoring the little subtext, they are right. Hard mode is hard, um, yeah. and I play with the Vita chambers turned off as well because I consider that cheating. It's yeah. uh, I, I've never liked that idea, so immediately turn them off. But um, first impressions, um, story seems a bit strange. It's like Rapture has been taken over by. Um, 
um, this Sophia Lamb character after the, the events of woman, yeah. yeah, who seems to be creating more Little Sisters, and so Tenenbaum, the um, uh, creator of Little Sisters from the first game, yeah. um, has, has returns to Rapture and uh, awakens you somehow, uh, or something awakes awakens you um, in in order to uh, sort of try and put a stop to them. So she, at the moment, is my guide into killing, into attempting to stop Sophia Lamb from creating more little sisters. Um, so that's that's the main plot of the game. You, you've seen you, you quite early on see some uh, action from the from the big sisters, uh, the sort of super nimble version, and you, you have a quick fight with one before she runs off um, with one of the big sisters, and then they they, they that'll be a hard fight. Um, <laughs> yeah, imagine. So it has the kind of dual wielding now, doesn't it? uh, Yeah, you can hold. That's one of the major improvements, actually, is that um, yeah, holding a plasmid in the right hand makes it considerably easier to do the combo attacks that it suggested you did in the first game. But now you don't have to switch between them, which makes that so much easier. Yeah. Um, The other, um, I don't know. Actually, I'm not entirely sure how I feel about it yet. Is that as they've changed the hacking game, so it's considerably easier, which means it will be less tedious in the long run. Um, because playing essentially like that pipe game did get a bit boring yeah. towards the end because you do it all the time, um, and now What's it's that just pipe like a little game called the Pipe Mania or what? Pipe Dreams. Pipe, pipe Dreams, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Um, yeah, and they've replaced it now with like a timing game where a little needle is on a on a gauge and you just have to push it when it's in the green. To, uh, that's right. Apparently, to there, was hack stuff. Con- there was a bit of controversy over that because you can't do that if you're colorblind, and quite a lot of people are colorblind. Yeah. It's it's completely coloured. There is no pattern guide or yeah. anything, so you have to hit the greens or the blues, uh, avoiding yeah. the white and the red. And it's uh, it works reasonably well because it adds a sort of tension. Is and you you can only really ha- <laughs> unless you're super pro, you can only really hack whilst being stealthy, whilst no one sees you, because it doesn't stop time like it used to. You can yeah. only do it because um, it, it's in in the game. It happens whilst you're moving around and things like that, and it's. Uh, it, that is an improvement, to be fair. Although it does make the game harder again. Yeah. It's just it just seems a bit ridiculous, and the bit I don't quite understand is that yeah, you're supposed to be one of the first series of big daddies, but you're wearing this ginormous diving suit, and yet you seem really, really fragile. Yeah. <laughs> it's, and you move around just as fast as any normal character in an episode. Yeah, pretty much. You're 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 you, you seem to like a few bullets, and your health is is reduced to nothing pretty much in hard mode, meaning you're forcing you to use one of your precious health packs pretty quick pretty soon after any fight you get into. Like taking out one splicer with a gun at range can be a challenge because your gun that you get quite early on is quite inaccurate at range. Right. And it's a, so it's a, a what do you do? You can either sort of walk up to them, die on the way, or attempt to shoot them from long range with this shitty shitty gun. It's a so, Do you yeah. have the drill then? You do have the drill, but and there is a, 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 a control for something called the drill charge, which, as far as I can tell, is just a melee attack. It doesn't actually charge, because there are some of the big daddies in the first game sort of charge across the room at them. Yeah, and uh, using the drill does have some benefits, because um, uh, while you're drilling them, they can pretty much can't do anything to you. So you take them out of the fight while you're hurting them, right. um, which is quite nice. But you have to get right next to them to do it, and of course... Uh, that means walking through a, a bullet storm. Right. Uh, but the one, the things they have, right, is the styling is still brilliant. The uh, um, 
the, the water effects in places are pretty damn awesome. There's yeah, a hallmark, the, isn't it? I suppose. Yeah, they had a great. There's a great scene early on in the game where um, one of the little sisters breaks a big glass window into the ocean, and it just the room just floods. Awesome. And uh, with, a, with a great sequence of the room, of the window smashing and all the water coming in, and just walking around on the wa- on the on the seabed, whilst not particularly, you know, there is no mechanics to it. It's just a sort of like little atmospheric thing. It's actually quite cool. Oh, nice. Yeah, just little things like that make the game brilliant. Downside, I don't think they've improved their physics engine, which means that on the PC. The physics still runs at 30 frames per second while the rest of the game runs faster, which was my big gripe with the last one. It oh, yeah, looks wrong. Yeah. Compared to the rest of the atmosphere in the game, it's a bit of a flaw. Because you wouldn't notice that because it'd be locked at 30, wouldn't it? On yeah, on the consoles, you're not going to no- get this problem. On the PC, it's a bit of an issue. It's a bit off-putting because grenades move through the air with a sort of jerky action. Mm. And it's... a. Uh... And it's not so good. You, the first time you notice it is when you get one of the hacked security bots following you around because that moves with the physics-based jerky action. Oh. And it's a uh, so it's a uh, yeah. I don't know. It's maybe I'm picking, but uh, it's it's you know it's 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 when something stands out in the presentation, it can ruin the the atmosphere. And this has the exact same issue that I didn't like with the first one in terms of that. Mm. So. But we'll see how it goes. I'll stick with it. Okie doke. Reporting again. <laughs> it's time, I guess. Suh. Yeah. <laughs> but, yes, good, sir. Good, good news, and I think we talked about this a while ago, though. Uh, well, yeah. maybe a podcast or two ago. Hot Pursuit, Need for Speed, now released on PC. Sweet. So we can have those beautiful graphics in a slick 60 frames per second. Let's hope. <laughs> apparently it's, the, the, apparently the requirements aren't actually that that crazy is and you can you can run it fairly good at a, at a silky smooth frame rate with r- relatively mediocre oh excuse me really really most machines will do it yeah but you guys will have no trouble with your oh yeah yeah we'll be fine beasts of doom yeah beast pcs okay so that's your game so that just begs that begs the question of whether we should really oh oh and Reketeer but I won't Go over that really because Zach covered that in very good detail. <laughs> okay, just carrying yes, on with your item shop it. tale. Yeah, I'm, I'm four and a half hours in now into that. So, it's Rob's taken over Reketeer when I've taken over Torchlight again because that, you, that <laughs> yeah. used to be what he'd play at work during his lunch breaks. You've passed the Rekatea torch. <laughs> the torch passing of the torchlight. Yeah. Yeah. That's almost beautiful. Almost. Beautiful. <laughs> beautiful. <laughs> Discipline. <laughs> what? Is, is that, that, that was a kind of stereotypical Asian voice, isn't it? With the R. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why Zach's just, just, Zach, Zach <laughs> picking up on how I said beautiful just then as beautiful just uh, reminded me of, uh, of Discipline. I don't know why. Where's discipline for it? was a in a South Park episode where they, they actually oh, just say discipline, and then the kids get and then the kids get confused and start calling it discipline for the episode. I swear, like Matt, Trey Parker and Matt Stone, they're responsible for like the, the most prolific sort of ridiculous Asian voices. <laughs> Asian voices. Ah, oh, welcome to Shitty Walk. <laughs> welcome to Shitty Walk, and of course, um, I'm Charles Romery. You know, 
That's them. <laughs> yes. That's them as well. Team America. Basically, it's all them. It's Ronry. Ronry being it. No, I won't sing that again. We we do that pretty much every week now. They even make that the joke about the slitty eyes, like in reverse, don't they? Where the where it's like on South Park, it's the Olympics or something in in China or something, and they're taking the piss out of all the Americans for having these oval, big oval eyes. <laughs> it's really funny. It's like reverse racism. Well, that may have been the one where um, did they have the no, reverse. Surely, reverse racism is like being nice to everyone of other races excessively. Yeah, what positive was discrimination? Yeah. Oh my God, you're totally Asian. Bow. <laughs> Here, have my bow. That's not. <laughs> oh no, no, wait. Yeah. Stay at my stay <laughs> at my house. Do you like my sister? Um, that kind of... It'd be really strange if people saw you and uh, and because of the colour of your skin ran over and showered you with money or something. Oh my god! <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> Quick, get them free food. Okay. But yeah. we just bought this for Christmas. I don't care. It's just what you do. Give it to them. <laughs> Oh, dear. So, uh, oh, what have I been playing? I should probably talk about <laughs> before we start talking about. <laughs> this has already gone quite crazy and weird. I don't think yeah. we have been racist, but it's been quite borderline. <laughs> well, yeah, that, I mean that is typical. Like, if we're not racist, we're still very near to being racist. <laughs> dancing around it for some reason. <laughs> yeah, yeah but a lot of modern comedy is based on dancing around racism. Uh, I know, but that doesn't make it right. I don't think, I don't I don't think modern comedy is actually based on dancing around it any longer. They've just gone back to straight racism. They've just gone back to straight up racism. Hasn't Frankie Boyle gone totally over the top like, lately? He used to yeah, be apparently he's in, he's in a cool. bit of trouble. Yeah. And now, now he's just a dick. Yeah, basically. Well, no, in, in fairness. To in, disabled in, people, basically. Well, yeah, in his defence, he's just... Um, <laughs> well, he's not done that before. I know, he, he, he's not discriminatory in who he is discriminating against. Discriminating against. against. <laughs> yeah. You know, he, he takes the piss out of every equal possible... Equal opportunities. Equal yeah. opportunity piss-taking, yeah. But he's not, uh, though. Is he, really? I don't, I don't know, because he doesn't... He takes the piss out of his own race quite a lot. Well, <laughs> don't be that counts. Because yeah, like that black comedians do that all the time. Well, yeah, it's it's sort of the same thing. It's like self racism, really. It's like oh, those those Scottish people. It's like if I was to say oh, those English toffs. Or technically, if I was a chav, I could make fun of chavs. That somehow that's okay. Hmm. Although, even though you're technically being racist against yourself, <laughs> that's why it's okay. I, can, whole... I should be racist. Well, so technically that means I should be racist against the Suffolk dwelling uh, gets confused for having an Australian accent type person. I don't know. That's a, bit of a, that's a bit of a strange <laughs> sort of stereotype to fill in there. It's all dumb. I don't know how... Because some of that stuff that dances around the issues is very funny, but I don't know. I don't really agree with the whole if you're Jewish, you're allowed to make Holocaust jokes thing. I don't think that's a good idea in general. <laughs> Bad idea. Are we past that? Or is it too soon? <laughs> <laughs> too soon. <laughs> I think we're never going to be past that, as in yeah. us on this podcast. 
<laughs> Let's try to avoid we could probably safely draw a line there. Yeah, I think that's a good place to end end that. Okay. So video games. Uh what have I been playing? Oh, I've um I finished Reach in Legendary on my own. Oh, holy crap. I did it. It was really satisfying. I got to the end and it came up with the achievements two for two hundred and seventy-five G. I was like, yes, because <laughs> I got the uh, you know the one for legendary and oh, do it legendary, do it legendary alone on your own. Yeah. yeah, at the same time, of course. Yeah, yeah. Is is there uh, a special ending? No. Ah, I know. <laughs> I'm less confused on doing you. it now. <laughs> there wasn't in uh, Halo Two either. I don't think. No, yeah, two did because it had the cliffhanger. <laughs> as we discussed before, could we could never anything. fucking remember. <laughs> no, Halo Two didn't couldn't have uh, an extra ending because it was that cliffhanger ending, so there was nothing really to add. I'm sure we right, discussed yeah. this before, and I said that I wasn't sure about that, but I guess we'll see eventually. It's me and Robin playing through Halo One again. Long, yeah. So Reach in, doesn't legendary. Well, I should have mentioned that really. Yeah, I should have mentioned <laughs> Halo right. One on our list really because we're still we're me and Zach are still tackling that. How but... was that in Legendary? The original. Is it hard? It's, <laughs> it's, it's hard in places, yeah. There are, there's the odd fight, like, um, uh, what was it, the, where, where you're coming out of the control room after oh, Guilty yeah. Spark. Um, that's kind of quite that difficult. Yeah. yeah. You have to kind of hide in that tower bit, you know, that before the doors. Like, it's quite hard to... There was the bit after that that was a struggle, actually, where we where you, you, know, you, you go through that, that bit with so the tower, funny. and then... There's the um, the last open canyon where there's a lo- there's a couple of tanks and uh, a couple oh, of wraiths yeah. shooting at you and there's two ba- there's two banshees you'll have to reach but there's like six elites down there there's a couple of invisible elites running around the entire area yeah, and it's just right. it's a real bastard and that mission <laughs> is incredibly long anyway it took us what well, I think that's the longest one so far wasn't it, it took us like two, two and a half hours. Yeah. I mean, it yeah, didn't take a very trails. long time, particularly on that last, very last bit, because we checkpointed that over and over and over, and just dying. Until eventually, I I just discovered that the, that the tactic was apparently because we were already sort of jipping ghosts up there because there was like a rock that you could ramp up because you were meant to jump up there up this rock yeah. up, up like a short cliff, but we were already jipping ghosts up there by sort of ramping off the rock and getting the ghost up. And then eventually, I just discovered that apparently the way to do that is just to like. Ram everything. Just don't try and shoot anything <laughs> yeah. with the ghost. Just drive straight through over and over. Just like loop back, you know, through and then out of range and then through and then just keep doing that until you thin them down a bit. <laughs> and then we got in trouble because that triggers off the invisible guys to start running at you. And then by that point, your ghosts are fucked. So you still yeah. have to do the last bit hardcore. Which is... But it made it a bit easier. You, you yeah. sort of thin down the number of ridiculous number of elites that are there. Well, mainly it's the little ones well, that are in trouble. No, there's no, there's no flood in that section. Or oh, there is a tiny amount, but they get killed off pretty quickly. Yeah. By the oh, I remember. The so they're, they're a raid at the end of the canyon, right? The, yeah. The, uh, yeah. And there's like two hunters, right, as well. Isn't there? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah there is. Yeah. I remember that bit. Yeah. Basically everything in the game thrown Oh, yeah, and the invisible leads. And you have to kind of tempt them to come to you, the invisible guys, don't you? Yeah, if you, yeah. it's like we couldn't work out exactly what the truth was. It's like if you run, when we were running a certain number of the elites that were already there over, it like triggers a second spawn where it gets the invisible elites and a bunch more elites where those where the first group are. Yeah, they just seem to appear from nowhere. <laughs> Man, that's a hard sort point. of annoying. 
And on two Pateras, you've got those bits where you lose your shields and then you get attacked by sentinels, which is kind of annoying on legendary. I yeah. Think. That that wasn't so bad though. Hide in the corner. Yeah. Hide in the corner. Yeah, I suppose. What do you know? Because if you had a if you have a plasma weapon, they go down pretty quickly. Yeah. Yeah, because that was my problem with that. It was the first the first one of those. I didn't have a plasma weapon, so I couldn't shoot the sentinels to kill them. And when Rob first triggered it, I thought the best thing to do would be to run to the door where we came in. Of course, that's where a ton of sentinels come in. (laughs) Yeah. It's like bad. Yeah. But it is fun. It is still fun. We'll give it that. Do you have the ru- have the, um, the rumor is that um, the first project of three four three industries, who are the people taking over the Halo brand, uh, might be to just remake the first game in the Reach engine and release it this time next year. Oh damn it! <laughs> we should stop playing now. Yeah, that, that, that <laughs> we might really be finished their... though. Yeah, that might be there. Uh, what that we might actually be have to do first, just got um... to assault. We've got the real. That would be the bad though, wouldn't again? Haven't we? Well, it'd be pretty cool. Um, I think I, yeah. if they did that, I would probably buy that, to be honest. But, um, I don't know. I it wasn't I'd... a full game price. If it's, it was 50 quid, yeah. that'd be a bit of a rip. I think that's, that's a better point. option than, than, it's a better option than, I, I think they should let Halo die gracefully at this stage, or at least go out of fashion for a while, and then bring it yeah. back a good few years in the future. I think that's, they have to treat Halo with respect now, because it is over, and if they start milking it now, more than yeah. the, well, now that everything's finished, it would be they're, they're definitely not considered idiots, too so, much. Yeah. Really, they don't want to. Basically, we don't want to have Star Wars theorem. I mean, if Halo Four <laughs> featuring Master Chief came out next year, it would be a disaster. I don't think. So this is this is fairly good news, I think. Yeah. Uh, if is, uh, if, if they were going to do it, if they were going to carry on new projects, this is probably the best option they could have taken. And then maybe we'll see two redone as well. But <laughs> yeah. But we're kind of getting to the point with graphics where, you know, if you remake Halo, it's not as big a leap as it used to be, you know. No, true. Although Halo players. 1 is quite awful in places, and it's actually the biggest problem of Halo 1 is the frame rate issues, but... Right. Are you still they, they having def- those they, on the... Uh, yeah, the well, the, the emulation doesn't fix any of it. It runs it just oh. like the original Xbox does. Oh, I see. Fair it's right. not like the Halo 2 version where they tweaked the emulation so it would run at a higher res. And right. uh, things like so that. See, it's, uh... There is a there's a reasonable port by Gearbox of Halo Combat Evolved onto PC, and you can run that at whatever res you like. Or, yeah, it was it was really weird though that port, port though. though. No, because they 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 left um some features out, you know, that made the first game that was they put in the first game for efficiency reasons. For instance, they took the Halo One doesn't have any animation interpolation, meaning that. Right. Um, animations will only go to their keyframes. You know, it doesn't smooth the motions between them. You, know, you can see that in some games where you know when things change between animations, they uh, sort of slide to the new position awkwardly. Mm. It's like that's the interpolation kicking in, doing that for you. But Halo doesn't have any of that, and in the PC version, they didn't put that in. So right. even if your gamer is running at 60 frames per second on your PC, all the animation, similar to yeah. Bioshock, would run at the lower frame rate, right, so it would look a bit weird. So the only way to run Halo on a PC with any decency is to is to turn the lock at 30 frames option on. Which is, again, a bit weird, because it makes it a bit strange on PC then. But, but anyway, basically, it, was, it, was, yeah, it wasn't, a, wasn't a great port. It's a good game, though, first Halo game. Oh, yeah. And, and Reach is a really good game. I think it's the best Halo game since that first one for me. Definitely. Well, I don't know. Uh, I quite liked Halo 2, but... Yeah, I didn't. I, 
I mean, a multiplayer obviously was great, but it was the first time they'd done proper multiplayer in Halo. But I really didn't like the single player in Halo 2. I didn't like the direction they did with the story. I didn't like the graphics. I thought they were worse in places because they had this thing. I mean, the effects They were changed better. some of the, it, Overall, Halo 2's graphics were better, but they changed certain effects. For instance, one of the big things they made a deal of was that they couldn't. Um, in order to keep the game running smoothly with all the extra detail they put in, uh, they had to get rid of proper normal maps. So Halo 1 is very heavy on normal maps, as in the yeah. things that change how surfaces are lit depending on the dynamic lighting going Which on. Which looks great on like the ice and things in Halo 1. Sure, and when, when grenades go off, even when you spawn in from a loading pause in co-op and stuff like that, and you get that yellow glow around yeah. you, Everything reacts and looks great. Yeah, it looks great. But it's an enormous performance hit because they wanted right. more to be going on and they wanted more variation and more things. Oh, I see. Uh, and a general improvement across all of the graphical features, including poly count, which is Halo 1's biggest downfall, is well, the poly Halo count 2, is really a low. Lot of Halo 2 models but... have lower poly count than Halo 1 models, but they just had massive bump mapping all over them. So it looks, yeah, maybe. in their eyes, they said, oh, okay, we can get more detail with less polygons and get better performance. But I, I, I don't think they were... I saw this on a behind-the-scenes video at the time, and I'm like, I see what you're getting at, but you can't really get better detail with less polygons. You should at least keep the same amount and add bump maps. You shouldn't reduce. <laughs> well, no, that I was the thing. They replaced... The look really bad, I thought. Yeah, the bump maps too. were the replacement to the proper normal mapping, weren't they, to make it... Yeah. So they... Uh, it's um... not as good. No. But anyway, these but... are old games, so worrying about the graphics of them isn't... So, no, I mean, no, true. Reach is lovely looking. In the... I mean, it has this great... Um... Uh, alpha and stuff and some of the you know the, the sort of smoky sky. Reach is how Halo 3 really should good. have looked in the first exactly. place. And it's the because, right resolution. It's all yeah. really nice. Oh, Reach. It is how Halo 3 should have looked. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's weird when you think about it because they say this console generation was the HD generation but it hasn't been really. No, it hasn't. That's it's like 720 most of the time but that's not really a big jump up from what there was before. It's, it's really uh, the next... I'm not saying that graphics need to leap for because I think they're really amazing as they are but they need to run faster and in full HD. That's why you need a new generation of hardware. Definitely. Not to, not to have a leap in graphics but to have a leap in performance really. Because if you... I was I'm... thinking about uh, oh, a award of the year for best graphics but nothing this year has had as good graphics as Uncharted 2 last year. You know? That's quite Which true. Yeah, unusual in terms of the progress of technology. Yeah, you're right. Probably there hasn't been much progress because I can't say Black Ops is a very good looking game because it's not no. as good looking as Modern Warfare 2. I mean, they were really um, complaining about it on the uh, PC Gamer podcast because they were pointing out that uh, Black Ops is running on the Quake 3 engine. And I am I thought, well, is it really? that's, that's partially true. But if you if you look at it that way, you could just as easily say that Portal 2 is running on the Quake engine. Because well, it technically yeah. is. Because all it's amazing if you go on Wikipedia and look at Quake engine family tree, almost it's amazing how many games come off. Because the, the, uh, I thought that uh, Call of Duty 2 had a new, brand new scratch build engine, which is what they've iterated on since. But it turns out that was actually uh, uh, iterated on from the Quake 3 engine they were using for Call of Duty 1. So, which means that all, all the way up to Black Ops is still the Quake 3 engine, just iterated on. 
underneath. No. Yeah. And I found out that Source, I thought Source was a brand new engine. Turns out that the reason it's called Source and the reason the Half-Life engine was retroactively called Gold Source was because they used version control and they used uh, Microsoft Source Safe. So it's the same one I used at my work for version control. And uh, what happened was they were going gold with Half-Life and they needed to uh, freeze that um, that code, but they wanted to continue working on it for making you know, Counter-Strike or whatever it was. So oh, I they, see. So it became, so so it became it. the... And they yeah, called so... they called the normal fork. They uh they the, the one they were continuing to change was was the source code, and then the one that there was for Half Life that they locked they call it Gold Source because the game had gone gold. So, so it was the yeah. So that's why it's called the Source Engine because it's it's the source. It was code. the source code they were playing with at the time, yeah. and uh, which was the Quake Engine. So you know TF2 is running so, the Quake yeah. Engine. If you look at it that way, so them saying that uh, Black Ops is running on the Quake Three engine is technically correct. At the same time, it makes you. Know. Well, maybe that's why ID still survives, despite the fact they haven't really had a good game since Quake Three. Yeah, because they make so much. Unless, unless you, you, you know, they they might actually still be making money off Source, is what you're saying there, because eventually yeah, it probably, comes down to a, a I mean, Quake John... back end. John Carmack's code is in practically every all those games, so they must be getting something out of that. And uh, I mean, I'm no, I'm sure he made loads of money out of Doom at the time, but he must still be making money to be able to fund his space program, his personal <laughs> private space company. So I reckon, yeah, he must get mostly royalties from. And yeah. it's it's just his little company where he makes iPhone games now, isn't it? It's not... I mean, Rage, okay, but... Well, yeah, Rage, there's a pro- proper like? Rage coming out, and they're still... They they have yeah. tried to push ID Tech for several years without much... Um, they haven't been able to um, stamp out the Unreal Engine, have they, in recent years? Because they did the whole thing no. with Quake Wars, where it was ID Tech 3, but built on... Um, yeah. Oh, was that ID Tech 4? I don't know. I think um, it was at least... Well, it has all the fancy lighting stuff and the 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 Doom Three engine and all that stuff, but introducing mega textures. Yeah, they've been have extremely large quality textures. textures. Been harping on about mega textures for years. <coughs> I've ne- I've and then when they put it into a game, it. no one uses it. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, as good as the tech so... may have been. <coughs> but yeah. So I think ID just invent tech that no one is interested in at the moment. Maybe they're. So it might be a shame. Maybe Raid will change that because if it's a, uh, if you think about it, if it is a. Uh, um, a splinter of the uh, Rage engine running on iPhone and on iPad. That's pretty damn impressive for the hardware they've got to work with. That's true, although Unreal are doing the same thing. I mean, it's that's pretty impressive that they've got that running really nicely on iPhone. I still haven't looked at that, actually. Yeah. They've just released the actual SDK, uh, the, oh, the UDK, stuff yeah, in, yeah. In, into the Unreal SDK. Uh, so, so now it's easy to make apps using that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Check yeah, that out. It's, it's called Epic Citadel. Uh, just okay. Yeah. Did you, Did you awesome. see that? Um, that they've been doing. Uh, they've released tech demos of the next iteration of the Unreal Engine. It's oh, still no. U Engine three, apparently, but they've. Uh, um, they're, they're, they're they're sort of announcing. Oh, now it's easy to do things like daylight changes and even better water effects and foliage movement. It's just easy now, apparently. <laughs> right. So tools and stuff. That's fine. yeah. That's cool by me. So 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 we might see a bit of a bump in in hmm. in uh, pretty much every game that's built on Unreal from now on. Well, Are I've been making... playing. 
Are they actually making a new version of Source for Portal 2? I mean, it's they said something like that, didn't they? But is it actually new or is it just more improvement? It's always more improvement. There's never been <laughs> yeah, but new. I think at this point they kind of, you know, surely that must be due to be a new actual proper iteration rather than just I don't know. modifying you... the old one. Well, do I you consider wrote, episode uh, two to be an iteration? Yeah. Uh, right. Yeah, probably it's just as significant. But but everything is, is increments. But yeah. I think what Zach's getting at is that although the increments are there and you can, if you were to trace back through Valve's game history, you can sort of see them. Like, it still feels like Source, I think, is what, you know, if you still want, oh, yeah. if you wanted to make a game in something else, the engine would still look like Source. And maybe there like are some limitations. Two, yeah, it's like... Six-year-old game, but yeah. Well, it's like Left 4 Dead 2 is definitely the best Source-based game because it's got all the new features in it and stuff like that. But it still looks like Source, for better or worse. And maybe that's maybe they need to do something drastic to get out of that, you know? Because it it doesn't pretty nice looking. It's all right, but it looks. I don't know how to describe this. Everything it does looks like a game. Hmm. Not like when you see, see some, a shot like Uncharted or some stuff built in Unreal. Yeah, that's rather it, amazing. You can make them look pretty damn gorgeous. Still, I personally think that um, the, the, that that engine, the Left 4 Dead 2 version of Source, probably looks better than um, Call of Duty Black Ops in terms of oh, the Oh, probably, engine. yeah. Yeah, so... You know, it's not miles behind. It's just that no. Crisis Two is just. It's like when you when you when you think about everybody. things like Black Ops and stuff. Actually, how many effects are they using? Um, not a lot. Fairly low polygon counts. Fairly low yeah. texture detail in places. Um, the occasional lighting gorgeousness, yes, but uh, the shadow effects can be fairly blunt. It's like actually, in in terms of what's going on in a Call of Duty game, it only it's only sort of. Uh, um, redeeming feature is that there's a lot going on. Yeah, well, that's, that's why it, it looks good. It's because there's lots of it, not because any particular one thing looks good. I mean, if you take the Quake Three engine, you can just destroy it with modern hardware. You could put a million uh, objects flying yeah, everywhere, yeah. couldn't you? <laughs> I mean, that, nothing's going to break a sweat, is it? You know, put a few, a few smoke effects that you've developed in house, and suddenly you've got <laughs> a blockbuster game. I don't know. Anyway. No, there's some logic to that. that would, uh... Yeah, there's logic to it, definitely. I mean... it, as I say, it definitely worked. Black Ops is, a, at, yeah. at times, a great-looking game. Yeah, definitely. Um, but it's, uh, it, uh, you know, but it's argument... only at times. <laughs> my argument is that, in general, I mean, like we were saying, like Halo to now, that kind of remake, just things tail off a bit, don't they, in terms of graphical technology. Uh, that, um, you know, if you take a game five years ago and look at game now... There, and then you take that five-year-old game and compare it to a game that's ten years ago, then the one... Then there would have the, been... The, the yeah, two, the, yeah, the two newer ones are much more significant. Like, the improvements thinking... are getting smaller, aren't they? Or, yeah. you, or it, it's it's kind of like any problem, though, isn't it? It takes um, the 80-20 rule or the 90-10 rule, depending on who you hear it from. It's the uh, It takes 90... Uh, uh, it takes 10% of the time to do 90% of yeah. the job. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we're now into that ninety percent to finish off the uh, yeah. last ten percent of graphical awesomeness. But and I so like, progress is slow. One of the one of the um, uh, offshoots of this, one of the, the upshoot maybe of this, is that um, 
to to make your game look good graphically now it's almost more important the actual art work is more is as Absolutely. important as the yeah. technical stuff which is great because it means that because there's a nice baseline for graphics in general now uh, which is hard to almost fall below now if you have the unreal sdk or something it means that the work of your artists is much more uh you know is at the forefront. You can concentrate more on the style you're going for yeah. rather than having to worry about can you do it. Exactly. There's some beautiful Sure, you, games there are limitations. You can work with them, but you can work within them to make pretty much anything you want now. Yeah, it's nice. It's a good place to be, but I, I still think it would be nice if ev- everything ran just twice as fast <laughs> on well, the console. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm, I would be quite... Uh, see, I'm interested in the uh, uh, 120 hertz monitor, not because they're 3D compatible but because it's 120 hertz baby it'll make everything look yeah. smooth and more real it's like 60 frames or it's supposedly the limit you can see and it's like that's just not true you can see yeah. differences up to about 300 hertz they reckon and yeah. it's uh at 300 things look real enough yeah and it's uh um yeah 60 frames is smooth because that well we consider it to be smooth because that's pretty much all we've ever seen if we were to if you were to see if more material was available at 120 hertz, or um, I've seen stuff running at 150, I think is the highest I've seen it, like proper video recorded at 150 being played yeah. out at that. And yeah, at that stage, things start to get awesome because the blur you see on screen is the blur of your eyes not being able to keep up, not the blur of the film, things yeah. like that, or or and forced then it, blur. And then, it beca- me... and then immediately that looks better than anything you could have done artificially. Yeah. And then presumably, if you just you you watch that 150 hertz uh, bit of video, and then you watch a normal film at 24 frames per second, your brain goes. And oh it's it's God. crazy. The difference yeah. is crazy. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's been the standard since about the 1922 or, the, or earlier. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And th- and now instead of changing the standard to make it nice and smooth, they make you put on stupid glasses instead. You're moving in the wrong direction. <laughs> yeah, but that's that's the weird thing. T- t- TV and film actually has the opposite problem, in that although it may look more real when you put it like that, it actually also makes it look more cheap. Yeah. There's a strange effect there. When you watch an American show or something like that at at the frame rate it's supposed to, it for some reason looks worse than if you watched it in the UK, even after all the weird conversion and stuff. It's like when you watch a live show on TV, um, there's a certain cheapness to how it looks compared to the sort of, um, uh, you know, a properly recorded show. There's there's some difference in that, in, in the camera technology being used, and it just, just looks wrong. Um, or home videos, for instance. That's a brilliant example. Home videos. The cameras may be shit, but they record at, like, um, high frame rates, um, generally, yeah. or they look like they do. And so you end up with this sort of smoother-looking footage, but it actually looks cheap for some reason. It's a weird perception. Yeah. I think it's because we've got used films looking this impressive at that speed that anything else looks crap to us. I don't know what all the... I think, I mean, with the film, sometimes it's like you get much less depth of field because you get, obviously, each frame is exposed for such a shorter period of time. You can't get the... If you think of it like each frame is a photograph... You know, if you want to take a photograph of a landscape, you expose it for like a whole second, don't you? And if you have to take 300 of those a second, can't you can't physically do that. Well, you, so you can sort of. There, there will come a point where it's not possible to um, 
detect it simply because of how many photons hit the sensor per second and things like that. But you're starting to go, but that if that that number yeah. must be incredibly high, and uh, it's a uh, you know all you need to really do is make more accurate, more sensitive sensors in digital cameras, and there you go, problem solved. So anyway, I finished Halo Reach on Legendary. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, it's okay. Uh, and uh, we're running out of time. <laughs> I have, I have <coughs> played a few games. I'm never going to be able to talk about them, but never mind. There's One always minute. next time. Uh, we keep doing yeah. that to you. I do apologize. That's good. Next uh, week you start. Yeah, <laughs> That's probably what we will. always say. Actually, no, next week we might not be able to get to games, though, would we? Because it's the... <laughs> Well, Depends on so how we how we tackle the uh, award ceremony. Depends on if we play on it, play anything new this next. I'll be playing uh, Batman Christmas, I'm sure through in hard mode, you know, to get oh yeah, yeah. and stuff. Uh, oh, brilliant game! Uh, really nice looking in the Unreal Engine, with all Unreal Engine's faults of the occasional texture popping and just general looking like the Unreal Engine. It's still a really nice looking game. It's not as you know nice looking as Uncharted, but it's probably nicer than most looking than a lot of games that came out this year. So. Anyway. It was last year, wasn't it, Batman? Yeah, it was last year, yeah. Huh. Um, but, um, uh, yeah, it was, because I put it before Christmas last year. But, um, yeah, really good. And um, it's in- uh, it's interesting, because um, you need you need to get... It's weird how the health works. I should probably warn you in advance before you play it, because it doesn't ever seem to explain how the health works. Because you kind of want to, want to think it's regenerative. But you know it... You don't get any health until the fight's over back until the fight's over okay um uh so oh it's this thing where if you if you you're you it's sort of health per section so you get given it only recharges once you've cleared an area so if you've you're like like the bit in the yeah. demo do you remember where you've got the big area yeah. you have to clear all the guys before you get your health and back then it, but that's not uh yeah because that's what you'd assume but i and how it actually works is uh you get health based on the experience points you you get. So the reason you get health back after a fight is because your experience points bank, but you don't necessarily get is not enough experience from that fight to refill all your health. And if you don't oh, know hell. that, then you think, oh, this is rather arbitrary. Sometimes it's giving me back all my health. Sometimes it's only giving me back half my health. Why is it doing that? And it never really explains. But the upshot is that um, it means that if you do the Riddler challenges, which are all these like collectibles and uh, cha- riddles that you have to solve, because you're the world's greatest detective. You're Batman, right? Uh, uh, you get experience from those, and of course they'll regenerate your health just as much as experience from fighting dudes. So, um, And also they level up and get upgrades. So that means that finding... So basically riddle, riddle make sure you things, decide quests. Yeah, basically they're not optional. Well, they are optional, but they are more important than just... A little side thing because they are actually a massive part of the game. There's loads of them. Every area has tons of these Riddler challenges. Some of them are like trophies that you have to find, which are just collectibles that you have to find that are hidden, and you have to find them using equipment and stuff and your detective vision and things. And then some of them are like you get a clue, uh, which is a riddle and uh, like a little sentence, and then you have to sort of scan a part of the level. Uh, like I don't know, um, like a cell, say Two Faces cell. They'll have a riddle that is like there are two sides to this problem or something, and so you'll see Two Faces cell, which is obviously his cell because half of it is really neat and half of it is really fucked up, and it says vote Dent, 
or whatever. So you then hold down the left bumper in detective mode and it'll scan it and it'll say riddle solved or whatever. So, and that'll give you experience. And then, so the experience will regen your health if you've lost any. And it'll also <clears throat> give you upgrades once you level up, which are quite useful. Like, um, the first ones to get are health upgrades and then, um, increase your maximum health. And then it's like bonuses to uh, combos in combat and, uh, uh, upgrade your equipment as well. There's Presumably extra things. moves and stuff like that. Yeah, you can like upgrade your batarang so that it does. Uh, so you can throw three of them at a time instead of just one. Uh, and, uh, they no- they they knock people down for a longer period before they get back up. And there's other things like a sonic batarang, which will uh, emit a pulsing sound that will attract guards, and so you can distract them. And then all kinds of crazy crap. <laughs> it's great. But that's definitely worth bearing in mind. But there are loads of Riddler challenges. I, I've got about half of them, but that's like, there are like 250 or something in the game. And so Stop it, I you're get... making me want to play the game and I have Bioshock to play. Damn you! It's freaking, it's a really good game if you haven't played it. But um, it, um, it is what it is. It's not, I don't know. Uh, it, it's it, the, the thing about it is it's very gamey. If you compare it to like Uncharted Two, it's more video gamey. Especially you know, obviously the hanging around in the gargoyles. It's like why don't they look up? Well, the truth is they do look up sometimes, but they have to be standing right underneath the gargoyle and looked up. They can't just look up and see you in the rafters from anywhere because otherwise it'd be impossible. But um, it, it's uh, basically video game stealth, isn't it? It's it's, uh... it's video gamey, but that doesn't stop it being great. Uh. But I'm getting towards the... I've, I'm actually at the end now uh, in terms of the story in hard mode. Uh, I have to fight Joker. But some of the fights at the end, I was doing it in, I'm doing it in hard mode. And I would say, depending on how you look at it, it's harder than than Halo in, on legendary mode. You really? Pretty de- well, some of the fights are... There's bits... Once you get used to the combat, it's really fun. But the trouble is that they throw in an extra element always. Like, there's the knife guys I told you about, and then the batarang, uh, baton, electric stun baton guys. But then later on, you get these titan henchmen who do this, uh, titan guys, who are these big, chargey dudes. You know, they charge at you, and you hit them and dodge to the side, and then they run into a wall. It's that kind of video game thing, right? <laughs> you know, fairly obvious. But then they put that in with a bunch of normal blokes who you have to try and fight normally at, at the same time. So you're trying to build your combo, and then... Rawr! And then charges towards you, and you get knocked over. And it's just really frustrating, because um, that, that, that fight at the end is in quite a small space. And, well, just before the end. And uh, it's quite long. There's a lot of enemies. And, of course, you don't get any health back until it's finished. So um, it's a bit of a nightmare, to be honest. And now I'm at the very end. You have to fight uh, a whole bunch of guys. And there's two of those Titan henchmen in the throne room of the Joker. But at least it's a bigger area. So I have some confidence that I'll be able to do it. And then there's the final boss battle. But before that, there is an actual, almost normal boss battle, which is really strange. It's the most, it's like a boss battle from Metroid Prime or something, where you have to fight <laughs> Poison Ivy. And it's it's the only bit that's like that in the whole game. It's really weird, because you're on a platform that move left and right in front of a big, big monster in front of you. You know, almost classic. Oh, I see. The monster sort of stays still, you mean. And, yeah, uh... and you move from left to right. Well, that's what you think. And, and of course, the monster then does an attack that hurts only a part of the area in front of you. So the area in front of you is divided into three parts, and you have to move to the part that isn't being attacked. You know, boss battle. Yeah. Uh, but um, 
Actually, it makes it easier if you think of the area as a big round area rather because it's tempting to think of it as a left-right and that you should dodge left and right. But in fact, in order to avoid the projectiles, it's, e- it's much easier to run in a big wide circle instead. It took me a while to figure that out. Yeah. But treat, of it, treat it like a radial environment. So the, uh, yeah, that, that makes it easier. Around the centre point. Yeah, exactly. But you're always looking fixed direction into the to the big plant monster death thing. Anyway, uh, I was getting frustrated by that in hard mode. But uh, uh, so you recommend? By the sounds of it, you recommend playing it in. Is it normal before you tackle hard? Because hard. Yeah, is definitely play it hard. normal, especially because it gives you the counters uh, indications. But um, yeah, I would I would normally start with normal on any game really, and only if I really liked it would I play hard. But that, that's just me, I suppose. But um, I'm glad I'm doing it in hard just to get this. Because I, I, I ought to be able to get all the achievements for this game once I get through. Because as I'm going through them, I'm locking the challenge mode maps. And I've been doing the punchy, the fighting ones. Because there's two challenge mode modes. There's the punchy, fighty uh, ones. The, I don't know what they're called. And then there's the predator <laughs> challenges, which are the gargoyle. So every area where there's the gargoyles in the game, uh, the stealth areas is also a challenge room map and you have to do it as fast as you can or something or you have to do it without ever being seen or I don't know, there's little little sort of achievements attached to those so you do those so once I've done all of those then I'll have all the stuff and mm-hmm. yeah so that's Batman and the only other game I played I played the demo of Super Meat Boy oh shit yeah and that is fucking amazing have you played that? <laughs> no I haven't yet Oh my god, it's incredible. I mean, it's basically N. Uh, yeah. Don't know if you ever played that. Yeah, yeah, the Ninja Jumpy game. Just mental. Oh my god. And I'm definitely going to buy it. But I can't decide. But I, I might buy it on PC because I think, although the controls are really tight on the gamepad, I still think because it's such a precise game, it might be nicer to play on the, on the cursor keys on a PC. Maybe. Uh, but... Yeah. Um, Oh, or you could so always good. use the gamepad on a PC. So wait until the yeah. from January Steam sales and then get it for cheap. <laughs> exactly. So <laughs> yeah. I might have to get it on the Steam sale. It's not very expensive, even in the even in normal price. It's like twelve quid on Steam, I think. But, um, yeah, it has yeah. it has gone down to eight, I think, at some it some yeah, points. It already in the had sale, one so. sale. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, that game's amazing. <laughs> I mean, the, <laughs> the the key thing that makes it brilliant is that when you die. The time between you dying and starting again is so short. It's like there's no time to be frustrated because you're immediately starting it again. Uh, and Rublet. Um, Rublet. Rublet. yeah, and and the great thing is you die constantly, and the and the meat blood of your guts that's destroyed by the saw blades or whatever that persists between lives. <laughs> so no matter how many times you die, eventually you will have caked the level with your blood basically <laughs> and you will die over obviously that's the key, key part of the game is just dying over and over again but somehow i don't know how they make it not quite so frustrating i think it's because the levels that i've played so far in the demo are they're really short and uh you could just you know you could just go over and over and over again and you know, I, I will report back once i've played the full game i'm running we're running out of time here it's about two minutes now as that when I was talking about V and how it went, like yeah. Yeah. you die and you just instantly respawn. <laughs> yeah, it's just like that. Genius. All games. I know it's impossible because of loading times, but any game that can reduce the, any game of that frustrating type that can reduce the time between oh god I've crashed my car in burnout into oncoming traffic and I'm never going to win this race to starting 
again. Reduce yeah. that time to nothing. Bit burnout, they want the me. dramatic crash camera. <laughs> yeah, that's true, but yeah, but no, I think loaded. what Dan Dan yeah. means, yeah, like I I hate I hate games that when you have to restart, then they have to reload. Yeah. Right, and that's uh, all that's... I've been playing, and we now have thirty seconds. Sorry, the oh, argument. What happened? Uh, I thought we had two minutes. <laughs> we did have two minutes. I said thir- thirteen. It, it was on thirteen, and now it's on fourteen forty-one. So we right. now have. Oh well, wrap this up. Fifteen seconds. Uh, thanks for listening, and join us again next week for our um, award ceremony. Award ceremony. <laughs> Happy Salad Game of the Year, twenty ten, and Merry Christmas. Jingle bell. <laughs>